this is a low-key sneaky teaser alert. Uh, as many of you have put together over the last year or so, I've been working for a craft in 1979 over in Mokina. Well, I just had to put on here, we're, we're going to do a uh, our second annual Small Batch Fest. It's going to be September 14th. Tickets should start being available pretty soon, but just watch, uh, watch social media, Facebook, Instagram, and all that. You'll see we've already confirmed a bunch of bangers uh, coming in, so you can look for uh, Phase 3 will be there. My boy Foz and the group, uh, Mike and them at uh, Mad Hat, it will be there and you're going to have microphone there workforce brando that crew um we got we got a bunch of stuff lined up there's going to be a bunch more breweries confirming triptych's already in uh viking artisan ales who's this episode they're already in so just watch that list as it grows be about 20 some odd breweries be about 130 people it's going to be on saturday uh it's going to be september 14th it'll be a five-hour fest the early entry it's going to be pretty awesome, so check it out. I had to squeeze that little teaser in there before we really start this episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? Let's get it started with some uh, some upcoming events here in the beer world. My, my buddy John, he, he offered to pay for this like as an ad, but... Uh, my dealings with him, and uh, he, he does something called Bead Street. You've probably seen him as a pop-up at breweries or bottle shops in the area, in the Chicagoland area. He does these awesome like kind of pop culture uh these wax beads type uh, art pieces. They're freaking awesome. But he's just like the nicest guy, he supports the industry hugely. So there's no way I was going to ask him for any sort of reimbursement to, to plug this event. But it's going to be a sweet event. It's the second year. Uh, it's over at Metal Monkey. So it's the second annual Metal Monkey Artisan Market. It's going to be like ridiculous amounts of awesome uh, 30 local artisans, three food trucks. There's going to be live music, live uh, head and tattoos, everything. Uh, uh, this huge pro- uh, amount of the proceeds will go to uh, St. Baldrick's, the charity. I mean, most people are familiar with St. Baldrick's. But John's an awesome dude, so go over there, check him out. I think uh, you guys know my, my friend uh, Brady Potts. He'll be over there, the shy beer guy. I think he'll be doing some sort of uh, probably on-site, maybe some live video stuff. Uh, Brady loves that live video. Uh, this event's organized by John himself, so John Streets. I'm sure a lot of you have seen him on Facebook. He's such a big supporter of the craft beer community. And then Stephanie Wheatley from Wheatley Design. Um, but, yeah, it's at Metal Monkey. I mean, you can have beer. You can listen to live music. You can check out all these crazy awesome artists there i mean like i said 30 you're gonna have toasty cheese there bricks on wheels baby q's food truck so it's gonna be uh from oh let's see we got oh it's uh, on the 28th 12 p.m to 5 p.m so uh, july 28th so you got a little bit of heads up there so it's at metal monkey they're 515 anderson drive uh romeoville they're unit you know, 900 it's pretty easy to find them on the googles um then the other worthy event to talk about uh, uh the next or the day before that, actually, which would be uh, the 27th of July, you got the windmill uh, anniversary event. There, go go online and look at their tap list and their their uh, the group that they have coming in to support them on their anniversary. It's going to be awesome. It should be right by the uh, by windmill itself out in Dyer, Indiana. Uh, just go online and get all the information. Justin and Scott and Mikey, those that crew over there at Windmill are ridiculously awesome. Uh, they'll be debuting the beer we did the podcast on uh, with Triptych, I think. The, that's the Horchata milkshake. We went out there and you know and, and rocked uh, twenty two uh, or twenty two cases of uh, silk almond milk into. Uh, so that should be pretty awesome. I think you can get that beer that day. But both extremely awesome and worthy events to check out. It'll be a cool weekend if you can hit Windmill and Dyer on the 27th, and then roll over to the second annual Metal Monkey Artisan Market the next day, the 28th, from 12 to 5. Uh, yeah, check it out. See if there's still tickets available to the windmill thing. 
And then this episode was finally finally done with, I've been hearing about this dude forever, and I finally started to like talk to him online a little bit, and he was just like the nicest guy, and then we met at Dark Lord. Uh, you'd see him on Facebook as Justin Case. Um, that's not his actual name, hint, hint, but he tells a, tells a great story about that in the podcast. So we got a bonus, too. Not only did I get to talk to Justin, but Justin is good friends with a guy that a lot of, a lot of beer nerds are starting to hear about, uh, Aaron over at Boneflower. Um, so Aaron stopped in and he pretty much sat in the whole podcast uh, we had a great time talking about these two, these two are great friends. Um, but Aaron's just, uh, Aaron was a cool guy. It was great to hear about, uh, how, how he started Boneflower and a lot of that stuff. Uh, Justin's kind of putting into practice with Vikings. It's a membership based brewery. It's a production brewery. Uh, he's just getting off the ground in Griffith, but I've had those beers and holy shit, are they incredible? Uh, so yeah, check it out. It's going to be a great, it's a great episode to listen to. There are a lot of fun, a lot of great stories, and it's fun to watch these two interact and tell stories about the different, uh, uh, different festivals they've they've went to together. But uh, so here's my boy Justin and Aaron, uh, Justin of Viking Artisan Ales in Griffith, and Aaron of Boneflower. <laughs> Screw it up. I love it. Sometimes I'll hit that record button and I fuck it all up. And I'm like, we gotta do it. We gotta do it again. Is that like a metronome? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One, two, three, I four, baby. That, yeah. doom, doom, right. doom. See, you know stuff about yeah. things. Yes, I know some things about things. All right. Well, I'm I'm happy to be finally in your weird space. Uh, it's a weird space. Right. It's a weird space. It's a weird. You space. could do a lot with this space. So well, before I get being stupid, uh, Viking artisan ales. What's up, dude? Viking Artisan Ales. What's up, Joe? Yeah, Viking Artisan Ales. Justin, do you, do you give your last name or do you just roll with Case? Um, <laughs> people are like, I know that guy on Facebook. It's Justin Case. You know what? You'd be surprised how many people think Case is my last name. God, please, I hope that's true. No, but you know what? It is my no, last name. Legal... I know it's not. I'm just saying no. I hope that people actually think that. Oh, no, 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 yeah. It's, it's absolutely my legal name, though. My what? name is Justin Case Matson. Right. I, you yeah. know what? I think our boy Abel told me that. I think he yeah. did. I think he did. Yeah, tell my me parents that. are hippies, and I was supposed to be a girl. Um, that's all awkward. You still story. got time. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Yeah. Hey, you know what? It's 2019, bro. Hey, in today's social climate, maybe I can make my mother's uh, dreams yeah. come true. You, you know what I mean? You can do what you want nowadays. Protected. Yeah, I was supposed to be a girl. Mm-hmm. My name was supposed to be Kristen. Hmm. Really? And uh, they were like dead set. They already had two boys. And like, we don't need another one of these. They were dead things. set that I was going to be a girl. Never even like thought of a boy's name. Nothing. They were like <laughs> dead set on Kristen until my mother went into labor and they were on their way to uh, UIC hospital. And she freaked out in the car and said, Ken, what if it's a boy? Like, we don't have a boy's name. We need a boy's. We need to pick a boy's name just in case it's a boy. He goes, there you go. If it's a boy, we'll name it just in case. Just uh, and it, and, wor- it worked out. And I came out, you know, swinging a bat. You know, Damn, and, uh, that is hilarious. My mom just says she picked the first name in the baby book. Oh yeah, yeah, Aaron. Pronounce Aaron. Aaron. Thanks, Keen Peel, for making everybody that name Aaron, Blake, Jacqueline, like <laughs> they all have it rough. Every time Actually, you hear, I fucking hate them for it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So uh, every time Balake, Jaquelin, all that. Jaquelin. Jaquelin. Oh, so I guess we should also throw in there. We have uh, Aaron. Uh, you can introduce yourself and tell them tell them who you are, what you do. Um, I am Aaron, and I bonus own, guest uh, Boneflower Meadery, currently in St. John, Indiana. Sweet, you guys have been blowing up, though, man. Like I've seen you guys all over the place, all over the country, really. I mean, you've been to festivals all over now recently. Huh? Yeah, that's more of a, a for me thing. It's just kind of the fun, <laughs> more, more fun parts of this stuff to do. Honesty, uh, there yeah, it is, right? I like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
actually like we got into this a little bit in the, the last podcast we did with local two one nine, but Shout you know last year we did a lot of the local fests and we needed to because we were a new company. It's like exactly what Justin should be doing right now is is what he's doing. Um, I'm and stealing this year, Aaron's business model completely. Hell yeah, it's all, it's, <laughs> it's all I'm like one year behind Aaron. <laughs> yeah, you get to. Uh, Let's hope next learn year. Learn from some of my mistakes yeah, right. along the way. <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I didn't take some of the advice. I, but I we're not doing the local stuff really right now because I, it, you end up feeling bad because they're like, oh, this is great. Where can I get this? I'm like, you can't. <laughs> you know? So Suck it. Um, it's just not available to them right now. So, But it is important that we get our name out there and some of like the bigger beer scenes and craft scenes that are going on throughout the country. For whatever reason, um, Florida. They love that sweet shit. They do. They love. They love sweet bone flour specifically. I'm sure it's a weird phenomenon that they've just like wholeheartedly embraced. It's great. I mean, it's. I mean, it's obviously really good for us. You know, they ask us to come down there and do festivals, and we have a lot of Florida members. You know, um, in our membership program, but they get them hooked on the other shit out there, and then they like check this bone flour shit out now too. They like their sugar in Florida, don't they? I'm telling you, man. Between the pastry styles and then like, it blows my mind because it's like 90 degrees and 90 percent humidity like all year, and they're just dome and pastry styles. Well, dude, and they're like breaking all the rules. They're like everything they do is like super sugary, but everybody is like gorgeous and in shape. How do you do that? We're in the right. We're in the Midwest pounding this shit, and we're fat. We're all just yeah. We're disgusting. We're all just gross. I'm like skinny fat. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's what a lot of us are. I think. <laughs> we all have a little bit of that skinny fat thing. Happening. Yeah. I'm okay with it though. We're getting pretty gross out here too with the sweetness. We like our sweetness now too. We got I mean, a little Chicago sweet. Hashtag sugar on. belt. Yeah, yeah we're the, the sugar it? belt. Give me all the pastry, whatever. You got pastry sours, pastry stouts. What else? What else we got? Man? It's pretty incredible on in the mead scene. Um, I mean, it's really pushing the limits on how much like sugar, residual sugar you have in your meads. At least you're using honey, man. But that's <laughs> yeah, that's what they want, you know. So I'll be happy to make it. Yeah, right. That's awesome. That's what they want. That's what everybody yeah, says. Yeah, I mean, you want hazy IPAs? I'll give you hazy IPAs. Yeah. Want, uh, yeah. Well, speaking of which, you, uh, you, Justin, are, are giving people the other thing that they've been wanting more and more lately is the Indiana Weiss, as you like to call it, right? Indiana. You know what? I don't feel right calling it no. like a Berliner Weiss, yeah. right? I'm not from Germany. You know? They call them Florida Weisses in Florida. Florida Weisses yeah. in Florida, you know? So. Is that a Wakefield thing? Does that start with Jay? Does that start with I, I, I mean, I think Probably. so. I'm pretty yeah. sure the whole thing started with Wakefield. Yeah. Uh, you you know, think? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll give him The that, first time I had dragon fruit, passion fruit, I remember it like changing... My life and the way I was going to say my underwear. That too. I changed my underwear too because I shit myself when I had that beer. Uh, yeah, it was like DFPF and Miami Madness. Just like that was it. That was absolutely blew blew my mind. Like holy shit! Like this is what this style. DFPF was my first love of that style, but I'm a. I'm a Miami Madness guy. Miami, so. dude. Miami so Madness good. is so damn good. And then, like, he stepped it up with the Cuvée de Wakefield. Cuvée de Wakefield yeah. is, like, probably one of the best fruited Berliners. What's like, he, he does, he's had some, like, random ones, too, that don't get enough love. I remember he did one called that was, like, One Trick Pony. I couldn't even tell you what it was in, but it it's funny because it was kind of just that. Like, he made it yeah. one time, and it was incredible, and... I haven't seen it. Since. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's he's crazy. Holding, right? He's holding on to it. There's people like it. there's people hold it up with some cans. Like, yeah. like I got <laughs> sitting on these cans. I'm gonna trade them forty bucks a can. Like I, I spent at least an hour at Wakefest just in the tent where like Haterade and Troll So Hard were at. I was just sitting there <sighs> sipping those. 
Because after you drink so many angry chairs and you know the big big old fat stouts, it's like you need a you need a little something. We just had a yeah. taste of that when we were at Free the Whales. It I was, was uh, I was walking around begging people to point me to Pilsners. Justin <laughs> and I started crushing we were Pilsners. Calusa like, we were, Calusa yeah. Pills. I thought oh, you were going to say people out. were like, "Trick question." There are no Pilsners. Here. There are no Pilsners in Florida. <laughs> there are no Pilsner yeah. whales. Actually, shout out to Calusa. Calusa for saving Pills, our, dude, our life that day saved our lives. With MVP them, with them of every festival is that that, and that brewery. Whoever it is, like microphone. This year was uh, resident culture. I think they brought a ridiculous pilsner. You know what? Every every time we go to Florida and we go to like a festival, we end up like retreating to a pilsner because when we went to Rad Beer Fest for Anger Chair, we were drinking yeah. their uh, we were drinking the their whole, pilsner. The whole barrel aged series. Remember? I'm like, I can't do it anymore. Can't do this anymore. And uh, what the hell is it? What's the name of their Vodnik? Vodnik. Yes. They need, that's to, they need to do a fruited Vodnik Fucking stat. Vodnik. What is so Vodnik? Vodnik is pilsner. Angry Chairs Pilsner. Oh no shit! And, and it's, it's killer, just, it's dude. Dope. It's yeah, so dope. It's really good. It's really good. It was one of those life change, like life saving scenarios too, because <laughs> we were drinking barrel aged every adjunct yeah. stout they offer. You know. No, oh, look at you two living that <laughs> shitty life. <laughs> drinking all the, drinking yeah. all the poor you having to drink all the Angry Chairs. I mean. Yeah. So yeah, fucking free the whales, man. It was that Calusa pills and seven ounce high lifes. Oh, that's yeah. the shit, right? Those little there. grenades. The little the grenades. Oh, dude. That's how you get the brewers excited, man. You get yeah. some high lifes. <laughs> high lifes. Now Natterdays is like it'll do it tank, for some. Tank for brewing some. down there had a good good pilsner too. We were drinking at yeah. Box Elder. Oh, Box Elder's dope. That's such such a cool. Box Elder's a really cool spot, man. Though I like Union really? Beer Store was badass too. I went to Union Apparently, Beer they store only have cool. a few more years and they have to get out of that building. So we'll Which one, Box, Box Elder? Elder? Yeah, we'll really? They gotta get out of there. Yeah, because they kicked everybody out like for the brewer share at like six over at Wakefield, and then we all kind of just walked down to that taco place, and then we took the right, and then a quarter mile down, there's that Box Elder right there. Box Elder's money. Equilibrium on tap. All kinds. I don't of know good if stuff. it's true, but the rumor is they're leveling that area right there and putting a hotel up. God damn it. Jeez. Jesus. They'll find somewhere. There's a lot of shit there. There's that big, uh, dude, there's that big, them dudes are out there with all them Ducatis. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of shit, dude. There was like, <laughs> they were just roaring Ducatis in that, in that alleyway. Okay, so when's when's Roaring Ducatis come out? That's the next. That's beer. the. That's I the mean, doesn't that sound like right a beer there. name? Roaring, Roaring Ducatis. Ducatis. <laughs> <laughs> come on, dude. That's got to be an obnoxious <laughs> uh, fruited Berliner at some yeah, point, right? Yeah, there's something there. Yeah, well, we're, we're well before we go too stupid here and uh, talk about nonsense, let's let's let people know Viking. I mean, there's okay, going to be a yeah. bunch of people that know you. I mean, there's going to be sure. some people and there's that are listening to this and are like, I've heard of this guy. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that I mean, have no fucking clue who I am. And there's probably a bunch of people that know the name but never had anything from you. So You know what? They're surprised. You know, I we tried to do as much as we could, like leading up to opening and leading up to selling memberships and stuff. Um, tried to do as many festivals as we could, but just not being legal. You know, your hands are kind of tied. Yeah. Um, luckily, shout out to Chaos Homebrew Club. Um, bought a membership there, not even a brew there, because I had my whole setup. I was brewing one barrel batch out of my garage at the time anyways. But <clears throat> Chaos has a really good opportunity for any uh, local homebrewers trying to get their stuff out there. Um, you get into that membership, and they're, because they're a nonprofit, they're able to pour at a bunch of Chicago festivals. So... Um, through them, I was able to pour at the first festival I did was, <clears throat> uh, low res. They had their one year anniversary Love party. Guys. Dude, Kevin so and Dave, cool, man. They were, dudes. they were so cool. And like, there was a big mix up where like I showed up and nobody knew that I was pouring there and it was, it was kind of fucked up. So like I showed up with like fucking cases of beer and a keg and shit. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm here to pour. And the chaos guys were like, well, we changed everything up in the forums, man. You're not really supposed to be pouring here today. 
I'm like, what the fuck? They're like, yeah, man, we only told him we're bringing two people, and there's already two people here. So I like went and talked to the to the dude. Who's what's the owner's name? David Dahl or Kevin Holly. He's a guy yeah. with like the flowing locks, right? They both have yeah. beautiful hair. Oh, do they both? both? Okay. Yeah, one, both. Um, Dave's Dave's are curly, and then and okay, Kevin's yeah. got long. Just, it must have been it must have been Dave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I went and talked to him. I was like, hey man, uh, there's kind of a mix up over here, and you know, I showed up to pour my beer. He goes, Well, what's the problem? He goes, All right, Do you need something? Or I was like, No, man, I just need permission to pour. He goes. Fuck him, man. Go pour your beer, yeah. bro. Go pour your beer, man. I'm like, all right, cool. Thanks. I appreciate yeah. it. But like, that was like the first one. And dude, it went like super well. And then we poured a couple more, uh, like, uh, beer in the woods. Um, that's like an animal conservation, uh, charity event, which was really cool. We were there with like, uh, little beaver and forbidden root and a bunch of other places. Yeah. <clears throat> all them dudes super supportive. But, uh, I mean, we tried to do as much as we could. It was just not a lot of opportunities at home brewer. So there's actually a lot of people. I would say almost half of the members probably haven't even had the beer yet. That's awesome. They're just going off. It's because you have idiots like me just hyping it up. Like, I've yeah. had like two of this guy's beers and he's going to fuck your mind up, it's dude. Like you and Abel. Yeah. Abel's going to be like, how dare you guys talk about yeah. me on you that podcast? You and Abel hyped the entire membership. Abel's the best, man. He's, he's hilarious. He's hilarious. Yeah. He just comes yeah, rolling just like, in. Just like talking about every other thing, and he's like, "You ever heard of Viking?" <laughs> like, huh? I think my buddy Tom Demana came in, crafted one day, and he was like, "I heard I had this beer, and blah blah." I'm like, "So my first thought, of course, is like, where do I get this beer from? Like, how do I get it? You know?" And, and he's you like don't. trying to explain to me like what it was, and like it's like Gatorade or like this or like that, you know, like it's a like fruited burlet, whatever it is, you know, like whatever he had from from you. Mm-hmm. And, I'm just like, okay, so my brain is going like, how? where do I obtain this at? Like, who's yeah. got it? Is he production, whatever? He's like, oh, no, no, you can't do that. Like, yeah, no, it's not an actor. Somebody actor. that does something. It's this really weird exclusive thing where you yeah. just have to, like, happen upon it somewhere. Yeah, so, like, explain that. Like, like I guess kind of take us through the timeline of, like, pouring at these festivals and then, you know, by getting this lease space and then now I mean, honestly, legal. So, and- originally I started, I was trying to, I was trying to gypsy brew. Just so I could do more festivals, like uh, all last year when Aaron was doing the Northwest Indiana fucking marathon of of festivals, I was trying to gypsy brew just so I could do some of them, just to, you know, just to get some exposure and to be able to start doing things commercially. It is not easy to gypsy brew, man. It's tough, man. To find people who have space or just the know, willingness to let, or just the willingness to let somebody come in their you know. space and yeah, make your product. You I mean, know. I had I had some, you know. I'm really good friends with uh, Justin and Mike over at Windmill, and <clears throat> you know I talked to them briefly. And at the time, you know they they just got so much going on there, man. They were they were expanding, Dude, they and then coffee roasters in the corner. They got coffee they got roaster. There's Luther's like a, running around. Like, you know Luther's running there. around. <laughs> Mike's doing uh, foreign local. Yeah. Then they got like some guy who comes in and makes kombucha every now and then yes. and stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like so There's a you farmers know, market out there. Yeah. Scott's doing shit. Like, so yeah. like uh, you know we talked about it. But it just, uh, you know, nothing ended up happening with that. And, yeah, I mean, uh, eventually I just decided I had to just make the move, man. I mean, I entertained the idea of taking on investors for a minute just to get funded, you know, and that didn't happen. Business loans weren't an option because I'm a piece of shit and I can't get a $100,000 business loan. You know what I mean? Like so. And, I mean, eventually... I mean, it was just, it was like speed bump after speed bump, man. I've I've been trying to do this thing since 2017. No one. You know, it, it was, it was so weird, man. Like Chicago, 
just didn't have that Florida sour thing going on. You know what I mean? And like, I knew early on that it was a big thing and that it was like going to be a big thing and that it was something that we needed here. And it didn't exist for so long that I was able to see it didn't exist, like realize that it was a like viable business model, you know, as far as like a brewery, learn how to brew the beer. Like, you know what I mean? And then like try to gypsy brews, fail, then, you know, fund it myself, get a building, go through the legal process, open. And like, realistically, there's still nothing for the, you know, there's, yeah, it's not there's there a, yet. Like just recently, there's been like local breweries that have been starting to pump out like the pastry style sours. And yeah, you you're know, seeing bits and pieces of that. <clears throat> little bits and pieces. Different things. They're different things though. Than what, I don't know. It's hard to explain it to people. <laughs> but like if you were to put some of those that you would qualify in that next to like what you're doing, it doesn't, it's not the same thing visually and flavor wise. No. kind of concentrates. Yours your seem to concentrate more on the... Uh, the, the flavors are the flavors are big, but like the the acidity and like some of that pucker mm-hmm. and 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 kind of prettiness to them too, versus yes. like a, a slushy slurry, you know. Yeah, you know what? I don't really get too much into the smoothie style stuff, mm-hmm. um, which it seems like that's what people are trying to. That's what you, uh, you know do right in the now. beer world. Is that just a essentially puree? I mean, are they taking fruit puree? You know, I mean, yeah, it's, just, it's what it's, like, it's like, late edition, basically, like post fermentation. Just slap. It. I think it's that's why you got to keep that stuff cold. Huh? Uh, yeah. That's why I, th- you get I think grenades. it's just. I think it's just not letting purees secondary out, and mm-hmm. I think some breweries are like just hitting it with like lactose and you know try and give it like some, some body. I'll be Creamy. damned if people don't line up for it. Still though, you know, hundred hey, percent. You know, I don't. Yeah. I don't hate on any of it. I, yeah. I just told you before it's, we started. Some of this it thing, tastes delicious, but it's I have no morals. Beer. I have you no know? morals <laughs> at all when it comes to beer. Like some people are purists, and they're like, well, you know, some people. You know, you got the guys who hate on kettle sours altogether, yeah. whether they're yeah. smoothie so style serious. or anything. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like it has to be the old way or, mm-hmm. or or no way. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if you're not if you're not Corey King. With mm-hmm. your sours, you're a piece of shit, you know. Yeah. And, and I'm not like that. I, I don't hate on anybody for doing anything. I, I like 450. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I don't hate on them. You know, you get a lot of brewers who hate on that that, that kind of stuff. You As know, I but. walked out of the shop today, somebody opened that royalty from the last release. It was like double XL. Oh yeah, slushy, yeah, 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 yeah. And they poured me some, and I just handed it to Josh that works there. I'm like, you take this. This is this is not. It's not. It's delicious. It's not beer anymore though. It's like <laughs> completely like. It's just like chewable. I mean, when, it, like, when you get mm, into that chewy smoothie stuff, I mean, delicious. I can I, under, I understand. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I understand where people are coming from from that regard. Like, uh, it's not even like beer anymore, but like, you know what, man? I don't say that in a bad way. I, not, not in a, I love to watch way. people have fun. I like the well, people that are having fun with this shit. Well, with, so like, he- with that being said, though, like, look at two of the most popular drinks right now are Natterdays and then, like, White Claw. You, like, know, what yeah. I mean? you know what I mean? Like, no laws just, when you're drinking claws, well, baby. Like, <laughs> 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 they're making millions over millions over yeah, millions. It's, wow. it's, it's ridiculous. Just jealous. I didn't think of it. Yeah, yeah dude. It's like Natter Days, you know, strawberry lemonade. It's basically, it's like they took Natty Light and just said, "We're gonna put some country time in this thing." And we're yeah, gonna, we're gonna I mean, throw it down. I and I'm drinking like the it, shit out of them. I, like yeah. it, you know? I, I want it so like bad it. to hate it. I didn't want it. Yeah, I didn't want to like it at all. And now I have a thirty pack at all times at the house. Like, because why not? It's twelve ninety nine, dude. Yeah. When you can get a thirty rack for fifteen bucks, mm-hmm. I mean, not gonna. Not I feel like everywhere like, I go these days, people are like you want an Saturday. I'm like, yeah. sure, yeah. <laughs> you know? Every single festival now, it's like littered with it. Uh, I watched a video of uh, I won't name the brewer, but he he opened a Cantillon and then dosed it with uh, Natterdays to be funny, and Ooh. and then stirred it with his finger and added Pedialyte just just for a, a goof. And it was priceless. That, that hurts my heart. A I know bit. it's funny. it's funny as hell though. That, you know, 
Sometimes you gotta laugh at where the scene's at right now. Oh, I can't say shit. I've cuvéed the worst shit ever. So sometimes you just gotta have fun with it. You know what? It should be fun, right? And you know Mm. what? You have to give credit. You know, I just had a conversation in. I'm I'm still in all the homebrew, you know, forums on Facebook and stuff. I just had a conversation with like an older guy. You know, you could tell he's been around for 30 years, and he was just like, "Oh, this shit isn't beer." Like, listen, man, like nobody's trying to take away your farmhouse ales that you're still brewing man but like realistically you should embrace this shit you know the 450 style beers like nobody's telling you you have to make them but you should respect them for what they're doing for the industry right now you know what i mean like they're they're bringing in an entire new like wave of craft beer drinkers that realistically might not have gotten into craft beer otherwise you know what i mean people who don't like beer but they'll drink that you know what i mean like my girlfriend my dude even my mom my mom hates beer but she'll drink like the really Oh yeah, it's yeah. so like the 450 style slushy stuff. She'll drink that shit. No doubt you know I mean? about so, it. So, so it's bringing people in to get their feet wet, and then you, you know, you you wean them over to lambics. You know what I mean? You work yeah. them there. You work them there slowly. You work them to the lambic shits. It's fun. Everybody over time. Everybody comes like there's like some paths that are stereotypical. You know, or like you start here and end there. But then there's some people that come in like completely different. You know, there's some people that come in all. They instantly like acidic sours and stuff where i'm always like whoa you know some people are just really into it yeah Yeah. you you see certain people's palates just work that way you know but you know what like and and that's been part of my you know thought processes you know when i'm putting these beers together is you know i'm I'm trying to cater to everybody i know not everybody's into the pastry sours and not everybody's into the you know heavily fruited stuff you know we do other stuff that has a better acidity level you know Shelf stable, you know, real fruit that we're processing ourselves. We're letting it secondary out. You know, we don't stuff like that. You know, we have just a regular pineapple Berliner that's just like straight pineapple juice. It's like sour pineapple juice. You know, that's for I would say that's for more of the regular sour drinker. But we do do the you know we do the Jolly you know we do the green Jolly Rancher and blue Jolly Rancher. That's Berliners. what people are going to be looking for. I mean, which is cool. I, I love that. You know, <laughs> you know what? They're, not... t- they're tasty. They're fun. They're really cool at festivals. You know, it's it, you know you pour it into a glass and people are like, "What the fuck is that?" You know what I mean? It's it, it's it's a cool beer and it's a fun beer. It's something that you can open with people who may not even really be into craft beer and they get a kick out of it. You know what I mean? Who doesn't like a fucking Jolly Rancher? You yeah. know what I'm saying so. Well, I feel like the same way. You know, especially with Aaron sitting here, like that's how a lot of people I'm watching currently getting into the mead world. It's like, oh, I've had a mead before like two years ago and I hated it and then they have this like peanut butter jelly mead now and it's like oh this is this fun thing now so now people are more willing to try other things and it's like oh yeah. that's not what I remember the mead that I had tasted like you know now it's like that tastes Dude, like a fucking sandwich. Do, do you actually find that being like a, a thing because I I feel like I've talked to people like uh, my, my girlfriend's cousins I was talking to them about mead they're like oh you know what man we go to the Renaissance. The we All go to the, the Renaissance, Renaissance fair, fair, and they and they have mead, and like not really into it, man. Just not really into that. Terribly shit. fermented, yeasty, yeah. traditional, low ABV meads that. It's not good. Like there's no. You don't I'm have to be, be nice. careful because I'm sure I'm pre- there are some festivals out there that can get some good mead at them, but typically, you know, you see them. They're walking around with their wood, you know, mugs, yeah. you know, filled with. It's awful. <laughs> I don't like it at all either. But you could say um, it, and I'm pretty sure the Renaissance guys aren't listening to this. So it does. How dare you? Uh, I, I mean, I'm sorry. That. I didn't mean to like you judge your the kind of reach that I have. <laughs> all right, <laughs> shut your goddamn so I, mouth. I, I think I just got that the other day from someone. They said, "Oh, I've had mead before. It was at a Renaissance festival. Didn't like it." Yeah, uh, yeah. That's you should a, give it another try. Yeah, that's not close <laughs> to the same thing, man. Me, 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 mead's also very uh, geographic, um, like in. Uh, the upper northeast, you know, they like drier meads, and they've been drinking drier meads and carbonated meads and sessionable meads up there for a long time. 
um, and they laugh at some of the stuff that we make, you know, in our area. <laughs> They're like, what are you guys doing down there, up there? Is. But oh, yeah, it doesn't. That's the you one you were talking about. That is black as night. Sorry, I didn't mean to distract you with that. He distracted me with his dark beer here. No, it's just a part of being a mead maker is uh, it's your duty to help educate because it it's completely different than it was, you know, just a few years ago, let alone hundreds of years ago and, and so on and so on. So we see it as our duty to educate people and make sure they understand what they're getting into. Um, if, if we educate somebody with this is what this is, this is what we wanted it to be, and they don't like it, that's fine. Um, but I can tell you there's nothing, like I, I don't look at the untapped reviews like ever because I'll lose my mind. Um, <laughs> but there is just absolutely nothing worse than one star. I don't like me. This is too sweet. Yuck. Like, well, why the fuck are you rating it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, why'd you go out honey. of your way to remind so everybody knows you don't like me to give it one star? This thing Dude, made with a bunch of honey is too sweet for me. Untapped is the worst. It's the I'm worst, saying. but it's also the best. It's the like, best, it really but it's the worst. Is. Okay, so like, per prime example, exactly what you're talking about. Um, guy at work, he's probably going to kick my ass for telling the story on, on the podcast. Yeah. He's gonna, oh, it's, it's thick. That's a thick boy That's right a there. a thick boy right there. Shout out to Barclay Brewing for oh, that geez. coconut waves that we're drinking right now. It's fucking delicious. That's a thick boy. But yeah, he's, he told me, he was like, hey man, because like I've been toying around with the idea of doing a, I think I told you, you, you said yuck too, about doing a dill pickle. Oh yeah. The, dill pickle burner. I have an irrational hatred of pickles though. I'm not, I'm not the norm. <clears throat> so he told me know. that he had, he was like, he goes, dude. I had a fucking dill pickle Berliner, or not a Berliner. He goes, I had dill picker, dill pickle sour over the weekend. He goes, it's fucking disgusting. Mars, Mars makes one. He was like, yeah. it was fucking disgusting. I gave it a, I gave it a one on Untapped, and I'm like, you gave it a one on Untapped. He goes, I fucking hate pickles. <laughs> like, well, dude, like how how unfair is that? That's more of to, a unique than I usually get from brewers because usually the brewers are like people are like, oh, I fuck one. I hate. I don't like sours. You know, but yeah, I like to have like I don't like pickles. Yeah, it's like, even dude, more. Ridiculous. You don't. Yeah, you don't like pickles. So you drink a pickle beer and then you shit on it because you don't like like what you saw that coming a mile away like don't yeah you know? I gave it a one I gave it a one it's a weird thing because typically these people don't seek it out and it is presented to them like someone brings a bottle or you know or does whatever so they run into it and they don't like it you know it's not like Yelp where I went to this restaurant you know yeah. and I I expected you know a certain an experience and didn't get it you know so therefore yeah. I'm gonna give it a, a negative review. The the craft scene right now is, I mean, if you go to some of these bottle shares, you have an opportunity to try. Kind of like if you said you were at the Wakefest share. I mean, mm -hmm. you could have tried over 500 different beers at that share, let alone several hundred other beers and a few meads at the actual fest itself. So oh, I wasn't at the Wakefest when I got kicked out. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't, no, I wasn't on that list. Oh, we were yeah. just there oh. hanging out before before the fest started. And then we walked away, but but uh, yeah, no, I was at microphones though. They're the brewer, the brewer meetup the night before microphones fest, and that, that was, fest was a ton of fun for similar. How shitty the weather was, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, snow that, coming down. Yeah, was that was wild, snow. man. Dude, Mike knows what he's doing over there. Mike's he's did a, he do that just to make for an experience? I think so. Did he control the weather? I think so. I actually asked him. I was like, "You got pole for that, right? You can stop the snow." Like, that's, <laughs> he's, he's, big. he's big. I will man. say, I'd, I'd prefer the shitty untapped reviews than the people who just tell you straight to your face that they don't like your stuff. If I, we've we've had oh, this conversation, you don't, you don't like that when people are like honest and be like, "I don't no, fucking like your." You beer, would be surprised like, how many people at these festivals will look you dead in the eyes and be like, "You know what? I don't like that." Yeah, for sure. That's not good. It's like, man, wow, man. We, we, get it, we get it all the time. Like, it's like older, older people. It usually happens to us. It's usually older women. They usually come right up to, you know, they're, yuck, this is disgusting. 
Ew. Nobody would like that. And I'm like, Do you ever ask them to clarify, like, what is seven it about? Tap, lady. <laughs> no, I, you know what? I usually just apologize and just like stand there awkwardly silent. Like, I My response learn. is usually like, We'll walk around. There's, you'll find something you like. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I mean, I've, it, it's, it's intense. I had one lady, she got the pour. She turned around and walked away, got about 10 feet away, took the drink. And then came back <laughs> to let to, you know that to you let suck. me to let me know yes to let me know that I was fucking terrible. That's for, crazy. Like yeah. what? Like what did she say? Like this is uh, terrible, or like you know what? It's I think it was it was at Beer in the Woods, and it was the uh, Green Jolly Rancher beer. She was like, "Why would you do that?" <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't, no I don't know. Filter. As I knew you were coming. <laughs> yeah, dude, I felt like I was being like reprimanded because there was a lot of older people at that festival. I felt like I was being like reprimanded by my grandmother. And I was like, I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, like people, I and I was like, try, I was like, people like it. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what those. Do you know you. what a Jolly Rancher is, man? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah, she was just mad you didn't like use butterscotch. Well, no, she, yeah, she told me <laughs> she that would have been goes, a Werther's, dude. You'd have been money. <laughs> well, dude, she, reasons. she yes. looked me dead in the eyes and she goes, why would you do that? And I'm like, what? She goes, I just wanted a beer. <laughs> I was like. You thought we were pouring pills? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Was, okay. <laughs> thought, we, thought we were Dovetail? Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted a beer. Speaking of Dovetail, I love Dovetail. Me too. I, love, I could go for a Hellas Lager right now for them. They are, they, they're just killing it. They are. They don't get enough Excellent credit price points there. too. Mm-hmm. Like they don't overcharge on yes. these four packs and stuff. I can smash a Vienna lager from anything. Anything really that Hagen and, you know and Bill good, touch. Uh, you can talk like to her if you want. You don't have to mime shit. Oh, but then I have to like. <laughs> then we're like acknowledging that she's here, not speaking. Yeah, I feel like she's that. choosing not to speak. Ramy's here. She's Ramy darling. Uh, Ramy darling. Tell us. What, tell us what she does. How about that? She does everything because <laughs> she's <laughs> our only employee. I thought so. that might be it. She yeah. does everything you think Aaron does. <laughs> From making every single <laughs> batch of mead to uh, most of the admin side stuff and um, the finances, <laughs> you name it. <laughs> She's keeping. I like keeping to remind her shit. that <laughs> we like to remind her um, every now and then that you're the only person in this company that's making any money. So, <laughs> 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 but no, we actually. Uh, um, we get to hang out for a little bit longer, but we uh, just got done making uh, 120 gallons of mead, and quickly, you know, she ran to her house and showered. I ran to mine, and we blasted over here. So, 120 gallons of mead. That's... 120 gallons. We were doing about batches half that size until all my members made it very clear that they want more, and we're not <laughs> making enough. So now we doubled. And we also just ordered two new tanks that are like 120 gallons as well, yep. which will be here hopefully this week. But 120 gallons. It was a good day today. We had an awesome day. Is that your biggest batch to date in the, in your space? 120 is the biggest, um, but our collab was 120 as well. Oh, was it? I did it in two separate tanks, but it doesn't matter. I just want to make sure I was still on top. That's all. Oh. You're, still on, you're tied. Okay, it's all I'm about tied. Justin. All right. All right. It's I'm all okay. about Justin. Uh, can we just say mine was like 121? Figure you, who's going? Oh, 130. Oh, Ramey says it was 100. Mama. <laughs> All right, well, Justin wins. 
Oh, wait, he always does. So, so maybe this is a good time to to kind of go into that. I know you touched on that you're stealing his business model going forward, but like, yeah. let's let's break down what that and is. And now I'm and, just, and, and I'm just, yeah, I'm just breaking right into the business itself. It's the membership model. Yeah, and um, for Aaron, like, you which know, maybe, it's a double edged sword, right? Because you get all the money you need. Not all the money. It's not even close. No, it's, it's, okay. not, <laughs> no, it's not even close. It's, I'm so broke right now. It's, oh, not even it's so funny. funny. Like we did the Indiegogo approach, raised like 110k. We were pretty blown away because I think we raised that much in like a half a day and everything sold. All the perks were just sold out. Like there just wasn't anything left when I woke up in the morning after launching it at like eight o'clock at night or something like that. Um, so it's, it's the membership thing. So it's great because you get all that money. They entrust you to get going, you know, but uh, it's a challenge. You know, they, they gave money to you without getting anything in return immediately and I'll be damned if they're not going to let you know yep. that you owe them. <laughs> it's you know, keep and them very, very vocal, very vocal. Yeah. So, Aaron, can you, real vocal. quick, could we back up on that? So, what what sparked the Indiegogo model? Like, like how how were you able to obtain that sum of money? Like, what what was the what was that marketing, based on? Marketing. Um, it doesn't hurt that Ramy and I made a, a mellow mel and we entered it in the Mazer Cup. Which, for those who don't know what the Mazer Cup is, it's the largest mead competition in the world people come from all over the world meet up in colorado um, once a year and you can enter your meads and on a homebrew side and a commercial side so we entered um a couple we did two i think we entered two um one got a really good score but didn't make it to the next round and one of them took second place in its category which was it was huge for us because we were already planning on trying to make a move somehow like you know kickstarters campaigns that sort of stuff so that helped push it. But before we were licensed, I was making a lot of homebrew and we were giving it away. And we just literally gave it away. And we ran some charity of, um, auctions and stuff like that and helped some people out. And it really was just word of mouth. You know, it kept passing around. And I would make sure I was conveniently at some of these big beer fests like Cycle BA Day, you know, where I would bring a backpack full of my meat to just share mm. with people. <laughs> And then I think well, one of the main reasons that it went really successfully so fast is we did all our licensing, our TTB and the state. And when we got that is when we launched our campaign. So it wasn't like, hey, we're going to start going through the motions. We need your money. It was, we're legal, but now we need tanks and lots of honey and we have to pay rent and mm -hmm. pay Ramy and... Just so, <laughs> every other expense you can imagine. So would you say the majority of that money was coming from people that have never touched your product or some people that were easily. Okay. I mean it was it has to be ninety percent. I mean So what'd you guys hang your hat on initially, like flavors wise? Like what was the was like the, the It's kind of interesting. So um we like the fruited stuff. I really like sizers. We all really like sizers and what's sizers? So a sizer like? is uh apple juice. Apple apple juice or apple cider. Um, fermented with honey we like to do those with other fruits too so like we do a, a cherry apple a blueberry apple um where you got one right now that's in a bourbon barrel that's uh apple pear um so we, we got into those and then just other big you know mellow mills like uh we do one called black number one that we just released to our members but it was also pre-commercial which is bl uh, blackberries and black currants agent and some french oak um we do another one that's called Slow Heavy Jam. It's like unapologetically grape. I mean, it is grape okay. juice. It's grape juice and honey. That's all it is. And I mean, it tastes like Welch's with 
13-ish, <laughs> 13 or 14% booze. You and know? I'm guessing a thicker mouthfeel to yeah, it. Yeah, it's it some body on it. It's a big one. Yeah, so sure. I mean, is that kind of something that you set out right off the bat? Like that was no, no, we didn't. Like, yeah. So if you make them balanced, it all works out, right? So you got to have balance. It can't just be super cloyingly sweet. You need a little bit of acid and and so forth to um, just help wash the palate and make it a better experience overall. But it's challenging because in this area, people are expecting. Uh, very thick, very sweet. So that body, people are just dying for. Yeah, man. that's what they want. You know? I'm still so relatively new to that the, the mead scene, so I'm just kind of learning what's already there. You know, it's like locally misbehaving in that, and then but then yeah. like superstition hits the market over this way all of a sudden, and garage yeast is coming into the market here a little bit. And you know, yeah. I had I I work at a bottle shop in in Mokina, so it's like I already have guys that are. <laughs> deep entrenched in the meat game they've been members at whatever you know here and there for years or whatever it is so it, it, i'm just kind of learning from learning it right now so like when you're talking about like melomels and like the the different types of uh, meats like oh, dude, how do you break that down like i've how, been in what the, are mead the differences? for a bunch of years and i still don't know all the lingo man there's a bunch of all of the every, you put a different fruit into it and all of a sudden it's called something different it's really weird. It's it really is, confusing. They need to like, they need to just like need tidy to that up. Education that shit. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to get everybody educated. Well, now it's also, like the beer nerd is crossing over so much to mead. It's like now you got to educate them too. They know everything about beer. They know nothing yeah, is about it, is mead. It, is that an odd thing? How it. much of the mead community is like the craft beer community? Yeah, it's not the wine community. Even though it's we're not a, the wine community. You would think so. You, would so. Think so. We're, you know, we're a winery, but as far as our members go, we do have some like just mead people you know we've got a, a i can see them in some of the groups i see them in the home mead makers groups i see them on the internet just really advocating for mead 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 but i bet you they also drink beer you know what i mean you so. get to a lot of the gluten-free folks and stuff yeah, like absolutely. that people that have this like stomach issues that for that sure kind of thing. we see that a lot too yeah it's ciders and most meads. meads are I never naturally even thought about that yeah, most meads and ciders are naturally gluten-free so mm -hmm. i didn't even know that yeah, yep, we got a couple of hardcore Dang. customers that are. You better believe, like when we junkies. eventually get into today. distro and and that stuff, and the, the much bigger picture is really advertising that. Because I'm surprised that yeah. it's not advertised Nobody's more. Like really just, taking advantage of that. Just know. really bold print. Like yeah. the the way it says Indiana Weiss on my labels, you just need to have free. it say gluten free. Sell it at Whole Foods. <laughs> well, I mean, th there's so much. Like I've just seen it slowly, you know, over the last couple of years. It's like you go to a bottle share with a bunch of beer nerds. You're, you're like, you know, you're gonna see beer, and then now yeah. all of a sudden it's like oh, I see a Pips over there. Now there's a Shrams, and now there's a Pips and a Shrams, and now there's a, you know, it's Miss a really Maiden interesting time. Boneflower superstition. Like whoa, now it's it's everywhere. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool too though. I mean, we all try to uh, band together because we know we're we've got a lot of work to do <laughs> for mead, you know, just as the industry. So we, for the most most part, everyone's pretty cool. We try to help each other out and really advocate for each other. I uh, I would like to see more meaderies open, and I don't care how close yeah, they are man. to us because it's. You're just creating more mead drinkers. You know? I love that. I love you know? that. Dude. His whole thought process on that. Dude, there needs... Opposite I'm, of a lot of people. It's opposite <laughs> of a lot of people. Unf that you know. instinct of American business and famine and like, you know that famine mentality. Like, oh, there's no, not enough dude, for everybody. I, I, try to remember, I try to remind people, like not only like are we kind of in the suburbs of Chicago, and we are in the suburbs of Chicago, but like where we're located in Lake County, Indiana, we have a, like a half a million people in one county. And then you have like another 200,000 in Porter County next door. And then 
think about all the suburbs in Illinois, you know, I mean, in Chicago, this, it's, it's crazy. So we have all these people, like there's plenty of people out there to yeah. buy your product. If you make a good product, like let's help each well, other out. Well, it also helps for you guys that like the community in general is just super thirsty for meat and there's yeah. just not enough of it. There's yeah. just nobody, no matter how many, crazy. how You're many meteries open, not, there's just not meat, not like a, high quality, like high quality. Yeah. Like yeah, that, yeah. We're not, it's that fits what this trend is. I mean, yeah. like, like, like what you're doing is going to fit this like mold of what people want right now. Like, yeah. At Viking. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, you know, thirsty for these specific I, you know, things. I've been, I, I can't, I can't say who yet, but I've been uh, talking to somebody about potentially gypsy brewing out of the space, um, uh, out of our space. And, you know, I know we just opened, but you know, w- with what we were talking about earlier with me trying so hard to gypsy brew, not having the opportunity. I always told myself as soon as I was open that I was going to give people an opportunity. You know what I mean? If I knew guys who were doing a really good job, they're brewing and they just needed a break or they just need an opportunity without having to go through the eight months of, you know, federal licensing and state licensing and county, you know, dealing with the county and stuff. I always said that I was going to help guys locally who are doing a good job, you know, get their feet wet. And I was talking to a guy recently and he was like, well, you know, if I come there and gypsy brew, man, like, uh, you know, I understand if you don't want me to brew sours. I was like, fuck no, dude. Like, dude, I, I just tried two of your sours. They're fucking killer, man. Like no, no you fucking way. Sour, I'll fucking kill yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How fucking dare you? Yeah. How dare you? But no, I told him, I was like, no, man, like you're totally going to brew them. Like, listen, the Chicagoland area is such a big market and it's just completely untapped within that, like you know, pastry sour or just like heavily fruited sour, like that Florida, I just covered all with saying like that Florida sour feel, you know what I mean? Like there's just not enough in the Chicagoland area where like I could do it. He could do it. Sour note could do it. Everybody could do it. And there's still, let's do this podcast again in two years and, and see how many there are. You know yeah. I mean? Oh yeah. 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 So, so uh, at, at, at one point I will cut people if they, <laughs> but that will be two years. Two years, yeah. Once I get, yeah, a certain point. Two years from I'm now, balling out. That if, if, if you have a two-year plan, I'll cut you. So, oh, Justin, from your perspective, like, how do you see it? I guess, like, if you want to get in, in the specifics, you don't have to like pop brewery names off. But like, what do you see in the market sour wise in general? I mean, I hate you know sour wild kettle sour like mixed culture. Like, <clears throat> you know, what do you see? who do you see that's like excelling or like, what do you see that's excelling in the market? Like to me, like from my perspective, like Unane makes sour, like good sour. They make sour ales. Yeah. Like, like nice. But you know what, you know what I love about them? You know what I mean? They're doing, um, and then there was, what's that? Uh, oh shit. What is that new one? After afterthought. Oh, Afterthought. He's, he's different to me. I don't know. His, so it's like good. Farmhouse. Farmhouse. Like, dude, we just had like a peach one or some stone fruit. Every, some stone fruit one. I think it was peach. Doing is insanely good. Dude, Mike, Mike Thorpe. So is it? Shout is out that to his Mike name? Thorpe. Shout yeah. out. I don't know who the hell you are, Mike Thorpe. Mike shout man. out to dude, you, Mike's dude. Mike's a fucking business lawyer. He's a business he? law guy. Yeah. What the yeah. fuck, man? By day. I yeah. love how he... He even finds time to brew beer oh, dude. and do it that well. It's dude. a Flesk's old space. It's like this like garage looking space. Really? With, like a, some barrels on the ground and like a bunch of wine barrels and stuff just sitting on the ground and just a mountain of uh, like 500 milliliter bottles and boxes being dude, ready to be I look, filled. <laughs> like I have you like a little life. graveyard of beers that I really enjoy in the brewery right now. And afterthought that stone fruit, whichever I think I want to say it was peach. Um, awesome. It's sitting up there, dude. I love that fucking beer. But like, so I think you know he's doing a good job. Unane's doing a really good job. But the nice part about 
about it is like they're doing you know we're doing completely different things i mean like what i'm doing and what unane is doing is like so drastically oh right right different. no that's not what i'm no, asking no, no, i know no, i know you're like not saying that but the i'm saying market that, to you like, in the, what are you seeing in, in our market yeah, what are you observing right now like, i mean uh, not a that is just not a lot you know it's, it's not that nobody's brewing sour beer just nobody's doing it on a regular enough basis to serve the market i feel like you know you got people that are doing really really good sours like Three Floyds does really good sours. Three Floyds does really I mean? good they sours. They just don't do a lot. But then you them. have like you have other. Just had a pear uh, bear the other day. Pear yeah, fucking delicious. Molten mirrors. Oh. I will pound yeah. a whole bottle. It's like peach rings. It's like peach rings, dude. Yeah. It's like peach. I didn't love what's, what was it? Skolle. Skolle is a. That's an. A, you know what? That that's a special kind of sour take the drinker. Enamel Joe. right off. The that was one of the first sours I really like. Sours like that that I really had though. It's right. I was there too. I am oddly an enamel ripper sour guy. I like the enamel. Like what's the uh, what was the one? It's like kind of pinkish label. It's like Cavalier or che- Chevalier. Yeah. Oh, uh, Chevalier or something. That, like that was like one of my first ones. I, I had. It's a blueberry. Chevalier. I loved, I loved that. One. Gertrude de Buslin or something like that. Some some fancy. Yes, something something fancy. Some like fancy that. like that. That's uh, when I was know, like, oh, twenty five dollars for a bottle. This is unbelievable. Now yeah, it's like, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I pay that for a four pack of IPAs now. So there's like a lot of people who are doing really good sours. They're just doing it so sparsely you know what i mean like uh you know windmill does their octahedrons really good they do really I've never good had the no right? it's they're, really, get they're get really good that. yeah you got them they got them in like the little genie bottles i think it's something oh. like that they do really good ones i mean penrose penrose is one i always liked yeah. it was like penrose. their wild series uh and then like you have all the all the other breweries are doing like sours here and there i, I want to say like corridor and forbidden root and all them guys do sours corridor i've seen him taking on some of the you know more fruity the head yeah. fruit forward thicker, fruit forward, thicker know, sours, yeah. brambi i think was one that they did recently yeah. the 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 thing about it is like and and they it's not even they do a really good job at them they're really good beers it's just not something that's available on a regular basis like where it's serving the market the way it needs to be served you know what i mean like when you see people going to 450 every week and buying out everything that they sell like that just tells you what kind of market there is for that style of beer and unfortunately just nobody in the chicagoland area is offering it on a regular basis in you know what i mean in that kind of volume it's going to change pretty quick not just because you're obviously opening or opened, but it's going to, ch- I mean, it's, it, it's, it has to, I mean, it's, people it's have hot. To, uh, it's hot right it's now. Hot. Yeah, yeah. It's hot. Right well, now. I mean, we saw it like on a smaller basis, more sporadically with, uh, when Sean, you know, was at more and, and yeah. they were, they started that fruited series. The fruited series. I mean, if that, and, if there was any indicator of how well received, you know, beers like that are in our, in our market, I mean, they, Every time they released that fruited beer, it was gone. Mm-hmm. I'll, was tell gone you, I'll tell you what I saw yesterday. Just just yesterday, uh, you know, I, say, I I tagged you in that picture of me on the train home from Chicago. Oh yesterday. yeah, rocking so, your Viking shirt. So yeah. we went to uh, we went to Fulton Goose uh, as a second stop. We went to Peace, had some food, had a beer, then we went over to Fulton Street. And they had what they labeled on their chalkboard at the Fulton uh, as a Florida Weiss. It said real big Florida Weiss Safari Boys Safari. at Goose Island. Yes. And it was a pastry Berliner that they handed me in a five ounce taster glass. It had like a, it wasn't like thick, but it had like notes of like uh, like a baking spice to it with like a raspberry, like a red fruit, you know, kind of kind of flavors to it. I was shocked to be a Goose <laughs> Island to see yeah. the words Florida Weiss written on a board that big. Like, I mean, that just lets you know right there. Yeah. Like, if they've embraced it, that's it. It's over. 
I should probably just pack it up. Just pack it up. No, man. I've had, <laughs> I've had your beer. Don't don't pack it up. Yet. All right. Don't and you have yet. a membership that I yeah, I owe you. I actually owe you beer. So you don't owe me anything. Just keep making good beer. Let's okay. do that. So so let, let's talk about that. Let's let's talk about the the why the membership approach because I I have a lot of people that I have I've had brewers and breweries to talk about established breweries and breweries and like should we be doing a membership for like our stouts and stuff like um why, like you know what I honestly I did the membership program because I wouldn't have been able to afford it otherwise. Like, yeah, I mean, it's guys like us. Like, you know, I could have went to the bank. You know, me and my partner could have went to a bank and asked for a bunch of money, but why? <laughs> you know, why? Like, why put yourself in that kind of debt? Let's see if we can just grow it organically. Um, <clears throat> I would like to see, you know, Boneflower, and I would like to see Viking just be absolutely massive one day. But yeah. it's going to take a lot of time and work and organic growth to get there. I mean, for me, the membership program was just like a situation of like, like I said, a, a lot of people don't realize it. <clears throat> um, they're always asking me, I, I feel like they think I'm like three Floyds or something or just like some, or not even, maybe not even three I mean, Floyds, just tattoos. So. Just, I mean, I do have a three yeah. Floyds tattoo. <laughs> it's <I> confusing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they got me into craft beer, man. Gumballhead, dude. I get it. I get it. Yeah. They started this whole thing for me, man. It's a shout out. It's my tribute. Um, but like. A lot of people think that I'm just like some established brewery that I'm like Forbidden Root or Corridor where like we have a tap room and a restaurant. That's the disconnection between our, <clears throat> just between the consumer and knowing that you're yeah. a licensed. You I mean, you got a logo. They're you like, got, you got oh, you're a brewery? Media, so they, you have all of these things. Like, no, yeah. I fucking don't. Like, I, I have a MySpace That's page. exactly the problem. I have a, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what the disconnect is. They but, automatically assume. You know, I have, mm-hmm. I have people all the time, I, you know, I swear at least like once a week, somebody will message the Facebook page and they'll ask like, oh, what are your tap room hours? What are your hours? All the time. And I was like, uh, we don't have a tap We're going to be in we're town pro- from vacation. We're like, a production Can we come by? Facility. Like, no, you may not. But like, <laughs> you guys are saying that like the tone that I'm hearing is not probably what you guys are really trying to convey. Like, it's not like you expect these people to know. To know. No, right? no, 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 like, no. Absolutely. No, I don't expect them to know. And I, and I, I you know, I'm, I'm always kind and I, I, I always actually kind of feel bad when I tell them like, ah, and I, I, I think I do a podcast apologize every time i'm like oh i'm sorry we don't have a tap room yet like year two yeah maybe year two like but illuminated goes through this a lot i hear great stories from those guys at illuminated you know because they have a building and you can go on google maps and find illuminated and it puts the point on it and then you navigate there and they don't have a tap room they don't have they don't have anything not. yeah yeah and sometimes i've heard stories like brian will tell me like yeah sometimes we, people just wandered in they were from brazil and they yeah. just wanted to go get beer, and they saw this, and then we wanted, and we just gave them some free bottles and said, hey, "Yeah, have a nice you, day, like what else? Right? Yeah, what else do you do? Do you just like uh-huh. shoo them off of the broom? Like, yeah, yeah. no, you know. So, uh, well, you know, a lot of people don't realize they they think I'm this big, well-established brewery. Like, it's I'm not. It's mostly just me doing everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I went through all the legal process. I bought all the equipment i fund everything through my day job plus the i mean and that's and that's where the membership thing really came in you know what i mean like i was i could fund the space with my you know with my day job i'm a union crane operator by day um but at the end of the day you know just to really get things rolling it just made more sense to take on a membership program get that revenue and really like get some shit you know what i mean like realistically you know we took little beaver's uh pilot system that they brewed on for the first year that they were open. <clears throat> and without the membership, I wouldn't have been able to buy that system off them. You know what I mean? Thanks, so, Chad. <laughs> thanks, Chad. Good looking out, Chad. For us, pre- the membership I has a, a pretty cool element. Since we didn't take out loans and we don't have like this, you know, huge facility or anything yet, our membership program lasts for two years. Um, we're about a quarter way through that right now. 
at the end of two years, you know, we don't really owe anything to anyone. So if we need to bail, you know, if the business just simply doesn't work or, you know, something changes and someone's lives, you know, between me and my business partner or employees or, you know, any of that, um, you can walk away from it safely. You know, I don't yeah. see that happening, but you certainly never know what can happen, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, the membership program is allowing me to open in the black. Like, yeah. I've, I've talked to some guys in the, you know, I got some really good friends that work at angry chair when I was in Tampa for Tampa beer week, I was talking to one of them that I was staying with and he was asking me about all that. Like, Oh, like what, you know, did you take out a loan or like, what'd you get? I was like, no man. I was like, we just, we did the membership and I've been paying a little bit out of pocket, but you know, we're open. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, that's unheard of in the industry. Like nobody does that. Nobody opens it. Cause you know what? When I first started talking about opening a brewery, I had uh, some people tell me like, you're never going to open that thing for less than a hundred thousand dollars. And anywhere you look, like if you, if you like Google open up, like yeah. I want to open a brewery, it says in there, like, it, it pretty much just says, go fuck yourself. And let, <laughs> like, you're like, you're not going to do this for less than, I mean, realistically, you're not gonna do this for less than a hundred thousand dollars. And, yeah, when we got and our unfortunately money, it's, that's not the case. When we got our Indiegogo, um, deposit at first, I was like, Oh my God, we're rich. Like we can do all these things. <laughs> oh, like, and it was not, it was know, that, that money has, you know, certainly contributed. We've got some newer equipment and some bigger equipment and we were able to buy, high quality, you know, fruits and honeys and get these first six different, you know, batches out. But it's really just keeping us afloat while we, you know, try to grow it and see what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, we sold our memberships and it wasn't even So that's like, that's a perfect, like our last release is a perfect example. One of the good benefits of a membership. So we have a little over 250 members and they're allocated, depending on what their tier is, they have first right of refusal to our releases. So if you're like a single member, it means you get one bottle of each. If you want them, you can buy them. And we have a double member, which is just the double amount of bottles. Almost all the members buy their bottles, and then I had extra bottles left over. We had a little, close to, what was it, close to 500? Close to 500 extra bottles. And we put those available online to our members only as extras. You, know, you can just buy them if you want. And they sold out within a few minutes. Um, it was actually pretty chaotic. I mean, it was just gone. It was, but <laughs> it was, it was crazy. What's great about that, though, our members <laughs> gotta feel good, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. our members showed us and told us basically by doing that, you need to make more. You know, so now we can, so we will, we can safely make more because what if if I didn't have these members and I just put out five hundred bottles on the internet, and no just one gambling. buys them. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. just a gamble. Yeah. Then what am I going to do with all these bottles? You know, so. Well, that's another nice thing about the membership, you know, like it isn't just the capital, it's the thought of like, okay, so, you know, we've all had memberships to breweries at some point, you know what I mean? And We've been in good ones, we've been in shitty ones. We've been in good ones and shitty ones, but the thing about the membership is like, once you invest money into a membership, you almost feel obligated, like if they release something, you almost feel obligated to buy that beer. Otherwise, you're thinking just like, well, oh, what the fuck did I buy this membership what was, for? What was the point of my membership? What was the point of buying this membership if I'm not going to buy the beers that they release? So it's almost like selling your inventory before you ever even brew or or make. Yeah, the, don't get me wrong. It's absolutely nice knowing. It's that it's nice knowing that sold before it's in the it's packages. sold before it's in the package. You know what I mean? As as opposed to not having those memberships and you're just really relying on people to be sure. excited about your. Liquid. It allows startups like us to make the next move a little bit ahead. Like we know it. Um, we're fermenting a lot of mead right now. I mean, we're just. Ramey and I have been really making some big batches lately. Um, if it wasn't for a membership, that would be another gamble. Like, what are we going to do? Like, we hope it sells. How are we going to get rid of all right. this? Yeah. 
Yeah. You're just essentially mm-hmm. hoping that people are going to hear about it, be excited about it. And, and come the membership yeah. thing is as hard as it can be sometimes. And not everyone's friendly about it when something happens that they it's don't like. Yeah. It's, it's tough. It's, it's tough. I paid you 200 fucking it's, dollars. It's a, lot of, <laughs> it's a lot of pressure sometimes. But at the same time, you're getting raw, honest feedback. So a membership will allow you to make those adjustments and learn all these different things. You know, if, if your ultimate goal is to one day distribution, to be in bars, stores, online sales, so forth, um, you're going to learn a lot from your members because you, at least for us, I'm sure Justin's the same way. I mean, it's, I want honest feedback. I want to know oh, yeah. what you do and don't Absolutely. like about the mead, what you do and you don't like about the way we do our releases and so forth. And we made a big adjustment from the first release to the second one and we were doing all IP sales. I mean, you had to bring, we took cash and credit. And if you're from out of town, your proxy was in charge of paying us and you guys okay. work out how you get those bottles. That's none of my business. But we had people showing up that were proxying for 10, 15, almost 20 people and dropping oh, thousands of dollars, you know, to and then leaving with a car full of mead. And they made it really clear, like, this kind of sucks that they have to front all that money, you know, mm-hmm. and hope it all goes well. So we had to put it online and do an online store. And it took three months of building the website and several thousand dollars and lots and lots of headaches. Um, but they told us that's what they want, you know? So we did it. So you did. Yeah. And you're just following what you need to do. Uh, so that, that, that setup, I mean, how, like for both of you actually, uh, so your two year membership, you said, right? Yeah, two year so membership. break that down. Like it's, it's, there's no opening it. Like the people that are listening to this are going to be like, how do I get into that? Or no, something yeah, like. it's, well, we may look to add some next year. Um, that just depends. I don't want to promise that, but I, we're, right. we're considering allowing people to double up on their memberships or buy vo- like a vouch program where they can add a buddy or a family member or something like that. Yeah. Like not opening it up necessarily to the public, but bring more people in that still kind of feels like this group of people that have been involved from the beginning. Um, We'll see. That that would be next year for sure. But um, we had a couple different tiers. Our first tier is our standard tier, is a standard single allotment. Um, it was 250 bucks. <laughs> it got you a really nice merch box. Um, I got to say, we really did try to go out of our way to use high-quality T-shirts, get quality glasses, corkscrews, stickers. What else did they get? The glass is amazing. T- I love yeah. that glass. Either way. like no, We no, even asked people. I mean... <laughs> That's how involved we were with the front side of it. I literally was asking people, like, I made polls. Do you want, like, cotton? Do you want a poly blend, you know? Like, and I let them I let them choose a color, you know, basically. Yeah. So We voted. Yeah, Bell- everybody Bella voted. Candace. We all voted on Bella the color. Always. Yeah. Was it gray? So yeah, surprisingly yeah. gray one, not black. Gray. Yeah. But that's, you know why? We have a ton of people in Florida, like, no black shirts. Yeah. No black shirts. <laughs> like, we can't do it. It's that Florida market. They control everything. Damn it. So that was our sweet food. We did that. Then we did a double allotment. A backup. So with that membership is one included bottle, um, one one a year. So the first release we did, we gave them Slow Heavy Jam right out of the gate. And we're going to do something really cool, probably in a barrel and stuff like that for this next one. Um, then we had a double allotment, which is uh, was 500 bucks, And then we had what I call our Advisors Club. Justin's got something that's similar to that. Our Advisor Club is a small group of us. I think there's mm. 16 people in my advisor group. And... Ooh they get to try my test batches and help me decide what we're going to scale next and give feedback in a very small group of people. And on top of that, that also makes them a, a single allotment member. I okay. This, I fucked this up. And then, Why did you fuck it up? 
the little tab that you pull up. You have two professionals sitting next to you, and you're choosing to and do I'm this. Fucking off, yeah. Yeah. Oh, got it. Hey, we're good. Yeah, I don't know if we're good yet. We'll find that out. One cool thing that we did, and we're working on most of these right now as we we speak, is we did what was called our our Dream Mead. We allowed four different people. Listen to this shit. We allowed four. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to this shit. Justin's the hype man on the I am. You know what? I'm such a. You know what's funny? Like a lot. You're his able. Dude, I am. Dude, I'm like such a boneflower fucking hype man. I swear to God. You should be. I am. I've had a couple of sips at festivals. I hate festivals when it comes to trying to judge anything. But like, Yeah, fuck, your palate's like fucking wrecked fuck, at some good? points. Yeah. You know? yeah, but Dream Meads, four different people um, bought these. We actually only offered up two, and they sold out right away. I was like, "Screw it, throw two more up there," <laughs> because it, we char- it was it was five thousand bucks. Um, it was five thousand dollars, <laughs> and they get to choose what kind of mead they want us to make them. So, yes, and they well, and they get like the whole yield bottled. Right? Uh, we're keeping like twentyish percent of it. I told them. Oh, like, okay. Uh, well, now, well, I mean, eighty percent. Like, like it's gonna be. I feel like a that's a more freestyle prairie dog type. <laughs> you know, it's gonna be a decent yield. Like, I think uh, I've estimated it's gonna be around three hundred ish bottles. You know, yeah. I, I, I absolutely. I took that right out of the prairie dog. Uh, Playbook, but you, well, did you give them parameters like it has to be within yeah. these? Well, it has to be legal, like, like <laughs> as a winery. I want marijuana. I want yeah, right, yeah, right. Just put a bunch of THC in I there. I want some cocaine around the rim. <laughs> well, as a winery, we, we a have a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that we cannot do that like breweries can. Like you can't go throw Oreos in a mead and be like it's an Oreo mead. Like you just can't do it. Like okay. you have to use like very specific list of ingredients. Okay. Um, so it's that was one parameter. The other thing is, since my name, you know, since the Boneflower name is still on the bottle, like you can't name it something stupid or offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, um, de- <laughs> right. de- Dicks de- and chicks. What? Yeah, the, right? the Boners. Art, artwork <laughs> side is uh, they have to come up with an idea for their artwork, and we'll let our artist interpret that and put it onto the actual label. That's a good so, move. That's a good move. Um, but no, um, I. In fact, like one group asked, I said, can we use meadow foam honey? I'm like, you can, but that's really, really expensive. And I'll be damned if the one guy was just like, what's the address? And he had meadow foam shipped to the meadery and we're making a mead with it right now. So it's been fun. Can you give it, a quick quick nutshell for those who are not hip to the honey? Like yeah, meadow foam is- honey is, you know, so all honeys are named essentially from the flowers that the bees um use and eat so they uh meadow foam is found typically on like the west coast and it just tastes like marshmallows it, tastes, like it has like a really marshmallowy characteristic like it to is, it it's delicious it's super unique and i can see exactly why shit. the pastry boys were like Love let's use shit. meadow foam uh, so <laughs> i'm really excited to see how that one comes did out did you uh use meadow foam on that that's what that florida mead project was yeah on, florida yeah. mead project was barrel aged meadow foam that we got from cycle brewing you know them little cycle honey bottles that they had in like the little bear bottles nope no you never seen those no, not cycle yeah, that, was like a, that, that was like a thing bourbon that barrel aged honey they sell it every year okay um but they did meadow foam the past couple Years. So these fucking guys collected a bunch of the little fucking bear container honeys at twenty five bucks a basically a pound or whatever. Yeah, they just bought them all and then gave them to this guy. They and like said, walked up hey, to me make us a fast, like make us a meat out of this. I'm like, you're gonna have to ship that to me. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, yeah that how happened. Many, how many pounds was that? I don't remember the f- the final like recipe. Ballpark pounds. I can tell you that the mead yielded about seven, six, nine, maybe five to six gallons. And oh, I estimate it cost probably about eight hundred dollars. Oh, fucking a! Easily fucking a, right? 
How fucking annoying was it to empty all those little bears? Good for those sucks. guys. Though. It sucked. <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> I didn't, you know what? I, I've all. been meaning to ask that question for so long, and I was like, man, that had to be so fucking terrible. That's what this podcast is all about, I'll, I'll give you an awesome <laughs> story. To your questions. To my questions. An awesome story I saw on Modern Mead Makers. This college kid went to like the Starbucks or whatever that was like you know, like on campus or where, wherever it was, the cafeteria era. And he went every day for a long time and collected the free honey packets. And then he fermented it all and made a mead. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Yeah, like <laughs> like not all heroes wear capes, man. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> he made like a 16% ABV traditional mead out of free honey packets. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's totally awesome. There's some dude that's going to listen to this and be like, I've been going to McDonald's for like three years. <laughs> that's a good idea. My Collecting been, Popeye's packets. For my <laughs> joke's been I'm going to use the KFC honey-flavored yeah, sauce because it's not even real honey. It's honey-flavored <laughs> sauce. <laughs> um, could, just real quick, I mean, we got me genius in the room right now. Like, what? Talk to me about uh, what the pips that we just had. What, what, what was... Like, what, what was I getting? I've never had a mead like that before. I mean, I've had barrel-aged ones and that, but... Yeah, so this is unique. Um, Justin was nice enough to share this bottle. Um, this is a man and his miode, which just means mead. But it looks like it's a wildflower. It looks like he made a wildflower traditional, and then he put it's it like in cinnamon a cinnamon or something. Right? Yeah, there's a little bit of cinnamon in it, but he looks like he put it in a buffalo trace barrel that last held an imperial chai stout from the Central Waters Brewing. Interesting. So Central, super interesting. Central Waters, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, didn't, I didn't know that. Central Waters totally underrated. Totally underrated. Those barley ones back in the day used to drink. Just love them. How solid everything is that comes out of there. Sorry, I just had to ask because it's just like a different God thing. Damn. Yeah, this is a, this is the world of mead I'm I'm recognizing. Yeah, oh, what yeah, we're yeah. drinking right now. Yeah. So like Matt Priest, you know, owner of Pips. Not only is he like one of the nicest human beings I've ever met, but I love what he's doing because he's really pushing the envelope when it comes to flavor combinations and making meads that you would never have thought of, like, um, you know, concocting. And everybody loves it. So a wizard sitting next to me here. I'm like, you made this. (laughs) Like this is she did. Stop it! Wow. Yeah, triple berry. Yeah, which one are we? uh, You can talk about that. What are we we drinking now? Um, again, Justin sharing. Sharing all the things. He's so polite. All my things. Generous. Triple berry is our sweet mead, fermented with locally sourced wildflower honey, (laughs) raspberries, blackberries, and blueberries. I I Uh, think it's hilarious that you're actually reading. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, you wrote. You wrote the label. I understood. I understood the the Pips one, but yeah, now he's reading. I wanted it to be verbatim what was Mm -hmm. on the label, but yeah, didn't want to contradict himself. Insane amount. I think that's the most fruit um, we've ever used. I mean, it was nuts. Wow. But it's the most fruit, really? Yeah, it's. I don't. I at, at that this point, I would we'd have to look back to the notes and try to calculate the pounds per gallon. But it's insane. Um, it's more than, than Justin's collab. Bigger, <laughs> bigger than uh, Black Number One. Yeah, Black Number One is a different approach. So Black Number One is pureed down fruit. So in mead making, you don't typically want to puree your fruit down because of your yield. Yeah. Um, all those solids kind of just hang out at the bottom and you lose well over half your batch typically. We did it anyway because we because get it such was delicious. An, we get such an intense fruit flavor out of it by doing it's that. It's delicious, Joe. Um, I'll come drink one with you. So but that's a much... Uh, drink one. That, that's not as sweet of a mead as this is. No, um, it's this not. This mead is so acidic. Um, it took a lot of more fruit to you know try to help balance it back. So it's... Yeah. 
it's 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 this is a kind of a different animal for us triple berry i mean it was like uh i mean hell we we made that me like right when we got our license and um it's we just now sold it because it just needed that much time to oh, kind of wow. like come together and mellow out um we took a one-off keg to that free the whales fest um where we put some vanilla beans in a, a keg of triple berry, mm. which exploded in his face. Yes. Wait, what? Yes. The ke- the, oh, we had a keg problem. There was a keg problem with the tapping and the regulators. Okay. And I was so across. Was it, the, was it just like I, blowing hard? No, like, like no. CO2 legit. Just, I was across. I was across the room, and I heard everyone collectively go, "Oh!" <laughs> and I turned and I looked, and Aaron was sprayed from I'm head like, to I'm toe sh- with fucking. We had mead. volunteers. So I'm trying it, to, and it's not this kid's fault either. But like, I'm trying to. No, help, those guys were help, heroes. Help them figure out what was going on, and it happened so fast. All of a sudden, like. I would I estimate roughly like a quarter gallon just by looking at the keg after blasted me and the ceiling about twenty feet up in the air like a big stand. like bla- the ceiling was twenty five foot high and there was splatter <laughs> there was splatter up on the ceiling twenty foot high that's crazy like somebody fucking blew their brains out it so was, this was indoor or no was you know what it was tent, like a like a tent or something like it was like a, it's a canopy. pavilion canopy, pavilion, pavilion, pavilion yeah, yeah. It's some mm-hmm. weird Miami shit it was uh, <laughs> it was some weird like outside this Miami whole podcast shit. brought to you by Florida yeah <laughs> um, yeah obviously yeah. I was a little annoyed for a second because I had been to the fest for all of twenty minutes and I'm covered in the stickiest mm-hmm. sweetest product in shout the out made. Yeah. shout out to Magnanimous for oh, that yeah. t-shirt our boys at Magnanimous yeah, Brewing luckily had t-shirts and they're like here you go <laughs> sir thank you so much. Somebody uh, have some Clorox wipes for you yeah, or something. Right. I love your doing face down. I love doing fests like that and bringing like as special of products as I can. In yes. this case, it was just a vanilla bean version of this, but it went over really well. Other than that, once we finally got the yeah, it was, it was really out good. of the keg, it was super delicious. Um, I bet you smelled beautiful. I bet you smelled I mean, so good. Someone yeah. asked me for my shirt. Like, can I have that? I was like, yep. There you go. Yes. Yeah, it's gonna end up in yes, like glass, like a fucking uh, next to their Jordan uh, rookie jersey. Yeah, it's like right? a yeah, exactly. It's like a Jordan rookie jersey in like glass. The forty, the forty-five jersey. <laughs> like a year from now, you're gonna sign that thing. It's gonna be like. I'll tell you what. It was an ordeal at first. But it was kind of good for the brand. <laughs> Every, <laughs> it, it, if you didn't know who Boneflower was before then, you do now. Dude, you, you know what? It, it really did. was wearing all his mead. Well, dude, just the, like all the chaos that was happening with that keg. Because like, it was like they were having trouble tapping it. And then it exploded. And then like we finally s- was pouring. So it like really drew a bunch of attention to that station. My real and question is, where was Remy? Remy when this happened? You were nowhere to be she found. Was she was in Northwest. Nowhere to be found. <laughs> she reminds me of that uh, every day, actually. <laughs> Leaving him taking grenades. <laughs> no. All was good, though. It was it was such an awesome festival. That was one of the most unique and fun festivals. That was just I've, like, what, a week, week or two ago? Yeah, yeah that was only a few weeks there. ago. Like, we were just, just there. there. We were in Miami a few weeks ago. It's a blast. Yeah. yeah, it was a good time. Again, brought to you by Florida. Like, brought to you by Florida. Florida. Brought to you by Keep Chris, doing you, Chris Marino. Yeah, right? Yeah. No, he threw one hell of a fest. That was incredible. Yeah, yeah, it was super cool. God damn it, Justin! Tell me more. Tell me more about this Viking artisan ales thing. <sighs> like, what, what? What can we expect? I mean, what can we you, expect? You, you taught. You've kind of filled in your members, obviously, and I, I being one. Uh, yeah. Be, you know, you you filled in. You all in you crafted like, guys. You guys are so yeah, supportive. We're obsessed. I know. No, we were obsessed. We just yeah. got a little taste. That's all we needed. You know just what? Give us we're a little like, taste. I, I, got, we'll, I got our lawyer working on our Indiana distro just so I can get you guys kegs. Yeah, we're worried. Like that's we'll, it. I'm only worried figure, about you guys. We'll figure something out. Yeah. We'll pay you an appearance fee. Okay. With a, of however that, much your keg costs. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, right. People don't do that. No, that's um, never happened. 
Um, but yeah, the, like the, uh, just explain to people. I guess we talked. We got good detail from Aaron about like how how the membership works and like how his setup. Like for you, just just to kind of show how limited it um, really is. So I mean, it it really is going to be limited. I mean, like I said earlier, it's just me. It's just me brewing. Um, and even now, like we're still going through the struggles of of you know getting this thing up and running. Uh, we ran into some electrical issues where, you know, our building has three phase electric and our system is single phase so we had to buy a fucking two thousand dollar transformer that we didn't yep. know we had to buy and like so it's and you know so our 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 pilot system isn't even up and running so i'm actually brewing on our on my old homebrew system like one barrel at a time like fucking grueling ass work just to get people beer so like it's it's super limited and it's going to be super limited and you know that was a that was the part that i explained to people you know when they were you know i i had people who asked like they probably they didn't say it as crude as I'm gonna say it, but like, why the fuck should I buy a membership <laughs> to your to your brewery? You your know what I mean? Existent like, yeah, exactly. So, and I, you know, and and I explained to people, you know, like realistically, once we once we get these releases rolling, which our first release is on the 28th, which is like now 12 fucking days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's like now. It's it's like happening tomorrow. I mean, I'm here. Can I just have my exactly? It, you know, it, I'm gonna tell you what. In my eyes, it may as well be tomorrow because I'm fucking. I'm killing myself. I'm, I, you know, I work six to two thirty, and I come here and I'm here till 9 PM every fucking night by myself, just hammering shit out. But, um, I thought you were going to say just hammered, just Just hammered, just just hammered, hammered. hammering shit out, you know, both all of the above. Um, but you know, the batches are going to be so small. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I'll just keep going back to it. I have no shame saying that like, you know, Aaron built such a really good business model and, you know, we're, we're friends. You know, we're close friends. I mean, we've we've fucking talked damn near, not even damn near. We probably talk every fucking day. Um, so like, you know, that business model of like really small batch. You know, whatever I have left over, going right back to the members for extra bottles. Like realistically, uh, I, there's just no public releases in the in the near future here. Mm-hmm. I mean, do we have plans for public releases? Yeah, but even when that happens, I mean, you know, my my system's only going to allow me to brew you know, four barrel batches at a time. And, yeah, and to be clear, Viking Artisan Ales is a production only facility. Even, it is a production only facility. Even with you and I talking, I was under the impression like, oh, he's got a space in Griffith. He's going to open up something public facing, you know, even nope. just you and I talking over the last few months, you know, yeah. and, and no, you're produ- like, no, 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 I'm just pro- <laughs> production so facility. Like, so I'll come but, to the tap room and we'll do the podcast. Oh yeah, We'll just sit in the tap room. Yeah. It'll be air conditioned. There'll be like a girl who comes out with a little fucking tray in her one hand. Of the ice girls again. The yeah, uh, Blackhawks ice girls. That's from a separate conversation. That was a separate, <laughs> yeah. That was an inside joke. Dude. Two one nine's um, got it though. Oh, yeah, damn. They, they had, they did. They had the Blackhawks girl and they're keeping it real over there. You need to get one on staff, Joe. I know. What the hell, man? There's a bunch of them. There's like, like 19 of them. Failing. Failing miserably. Failing. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, not a, you know, no tap room. We're just a production facility. We need um, you some fans. We need to buy you some fans. We need a Kickstarter for some fans for you. Some fans? Air conditioners like and oh, fans. Oh, you're, we're talking like, like cooling devices. Cooling devices. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're coming. Aaron was just talking to me about some fans that hook up to hoses that they use in Texas or something like that. Sounds about right. Yeah, those are those chillers. Those are awesome. Yeah. I got to get one, too. Like on the NFL <coughs> sidelines? Yeah. 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 Is, that, is that what that is? On the sidelines? It and chill it and blow it at you. Yeah. yeah. Sounds Fucking dope. Texas. Sounds Texas figured dope. it out, man. Fuck Ideal yeah, for Texas. shop spaces like you have. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, just a production facility. Um, like, even once the pilot system's up and running, um, you know, we don't have a tap room, but... Uh, based off of what we're going to be brewing every week, um, there'll be a lot of local spots that are 
just going to serve as our tap room in the meantime for the first year that we're open. Um, yeah. You know, Evan, <clears throat> Evan Rowley uh, owns Brewfest in Highland. It's a craft beer bar with one of those serve yourself things. You know what I mean? Where you like swipe, oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, swipe yeah. a little card, you pour yeah. your own fucking yeah, beer. I haven't, shit. I haven't experienced one of those. They scare Dude, the shit out of me. Super fucking cool. I bet well, they are. I you know what? The, the nice part about it is, you know, you got this, you know, you, you walk into a craft beer bar and you get this really intimidating menu of like 20 to 25 beers. You don't really know what a lot of them are. You don't know what you're going to like. You commit to a 10 ounce pour and you're like, fuck, I'm not really into this. Douchebags <clears throat> like me behind the bar, like, what do you yeah, want? What yeah, do you want? Exactly. We got hazy IPAs. Yeah. Well, what do you yeah. want a hazy? No, we got hazy. You want a hazy? That's good. I give them taste. They can taste whatever. Well, the nice part about it, you know, you go into this place and you could just take a little, it charges you by the ounce. You know, you get a card that's tied to your debit card. I took my kids to the arcade the other day. Like, everything's on a card. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. This isn't how I used to. What happened to quarters? I'm like, where are your tickets at? They're They're on the card already. I'm like, what? That doesn't make any sense. You can't hold them. You don't have to, like, hold them and jam them in your pockets. That's bullshit. But yeah, we'll have um, Brewfest in Highland is uh, probably one of our main spots that you'll be able to go and get stuff on tap regularly. Um, uh, we have some really good friends in Mishawaka. I know it's really far from the Chicagoland area. Mishawaka. It's not that it's, bad. It's, uh, it's like right by South Bend. Um, DJ and Casey Stuber open Hop Station Craft Beer Bar. It's a sick ass craft beer bar, man. Like they got the fucking, tap list is insane. The tap list is insane. They got lambic bottles in the fridge and shit. Yeah, like it's not like one of those barrel aged prairie oh, and fucking just like dude, they're okay. they're yeah, for they're sure. killing it. They will have Viking on tap regularly. Okay, that's awesome. Um, so you know we're servicing a, a few places where you can go on a regular basis because you know that that that's one of the problems that we run into just being a production facility is you know people message us all the time say like oh where can we try your beer. And I believe I'd, one of your members runs a runs runs a spot. Oh yeah, yeah. Tap, I, 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 tap house. Tap house. Tap, Chris. Chris Knight. Oh, Chris Knight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Chris Knight. Yeah, he runs yeah. tap house. There you go. I think yeah. they do that. Don't do they have the self pour things there? Too? Uh, I don't know. You know yeah, what? I haven't I really. I, no, I haven't had like an in depth conversation with Chris about uh, Indiana boy. He's an Indiana, Indiana boy. boy. Hey, hit me up, Chris. We'll get we'll get some Chris shit rolling. Is the fucking nicest guy. I mean, he's been listening super, to my podcast since like the Chris beginning. Chris is a super nice guy. You know what? I had I only had the opportunity to talk to him the once at Dark Lord Day, but he was super yeah. fucking nice. Really nice. I hung out with him at Dark Lord too. He's awesome. Yeah, I he's saw the first it, person to ever give me a Trillium in a treehouse beer. Really? Yeah, because he's always he's like I got tired of listening to you on your podcast talking about how you've never had Trillium or treehouse. So <laughs> he procured some. For that just me. happened recently. No, this was like. A year and a half ago, maybe something okay. like that. Right, yeah. Fair enough. Fair. Also, yeah, I also, never. I don't get into the trading and all that shit. So no, and well, I, I, I wasn't that. working at a craft beer bar at that time either. So like now, oh. it's like it's fucking every day. Now you're like a walks, cool guy where people like want to come bring you. Everybody stuff. walks in every day with like some. Like, oh, like, hey Joel, you haven't had the, have you had this yet, man? They're like they're, they're like you pull out like a treehouse and they're like, oh yeah, I've had that like fifty times. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. Guess I'll dump this Julius down the sink. But yeah, we're uh, so we'll we'll be able to give people the opportunity to try stuff who aren't members, um, you know. But the the selling point for the membership was really just the opportunity to, you know, ensure that you're going to get bottles because the bottle count's really going to be super low. I mean, realistically, per batch, even when we're doing our four barrel batches, um, you know, two barrels of that is going to our, you know, clients or our, our accounts in keg form. So realistically, you're looking at about you know, 500 milliliter bottles, two barrels, you're talking about 440 bottles. Um, it takes us 220 bottles just to cover the membership. 
And then Abel takes half of that. And so. then, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, and then of the other 220, Abel takes 115 bottles. <laughs> Which is good. He spreads the love. Spray. He does, no, you he know does. what? He's really good at spreading the love around. He is he so spreads generous. The love. He's very generous. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I mean, we, we have plans in the future to do some public releases. But, you know, like Aaron's membership, we give uh, our members right to first refusal. Yeah. The last thing I, I've, I've learned, one of the things I've learned is I certainly don't over promise. And I, I'm, you're very cautious of that, too, which is yes. smart because... What I thought we would be doing by now versus what we're actually doing right now is completely not, you know, yeah, in sync. I mean, it's, I, th- you assume like, yeah, I got my license and I'm just gonna start cranking on all yeah, the batches and people are gonna buy them and I'm gonna have 500 people standing outside waiting to buy beers. And yeah, I'm gonna service mean, everybody. I had no idea that Never. a website would, you know, take three months and several thousand huh. dollars and slow yeah. everything down a bit. So, um, stuff will happen when it happens, man. People Dude. can. The only thing I could promise people is, I mean, realistically, you know, and that's, you know, the thing that me and Aaron talk about all the time with the, you know, with both of us have membership programs and both of us having, you know, expectations and stuff like we want to crank out beer and mead. Like, don't Absolutely. make, don't make the mistake of thinking that yeah. we don't, don't like, get really, it twisted. don't get guess, it twisted. Guess what? It is still a business. It's <laughs> a, know, yeah. I like, a lot believe it, so. me, like as much as you want beer and mead. Like we want to make money <laughs> off of beer and mead. Well, not necessarily. Like just we just would love to, to quit grow. our day jobs. At yeah, some point like to focus on just like, the craft, you know. But like realistically, like we both still have day jobs. Mm-hmm. And we're both working two full time jobs. I mean, that's yes. what's two right full time yes. jobs, and realistically, like neither one of us have shit for like a staff. Like it's mm-hmm. just, like he has he has Ramy. Well, she does. He does. She, he does. He has he has the yeah super she's a, person. She's a, she a is super a super person. person. But like even that, like you know, you could have another five people and still be fucking just yeah, just getting it done. Yeah, yeah. it just it just you know it is what it is. We'll it'll come. It'll come. It'll come. It's and just gonna take work and time. We're, no... we're killing ourselves to give you guys liquid, man. I probably you know that's at the end of the day. And with having a membership, um, I stay very active. Like I try to at least address the private Facebook group we have with all the members in it at least every other day or so. Because um, they're going to ask anyway, right? So get in front of them and be like, this is what we did today. This is what we got going on tomorrow. And these are the plans for next month and, and so forth. So just being really transparent with people. Um, it's incredible like how many um, – instant you know messengers messages i get on facebook and emails i do every single day um so every single day i get at least north of 20 emails and it's people that aren't members that are saying can i be a member if not where can i buy it um i mean people i I gotta give it to them they're like will you just send me some (laughs) you know like they try everything anything any any approach dude i i I I opened i can you know appreciate it i opened a holiday at my uh no I mean, it's not like a joke. I opened it at our holiday party. Okay. Right? Yeah. It's it felt fitting. It was our Christmas party at That's work. That's what it was made for. And I well, I opened it with a you bunch of coworkers. No. Uh they they got us like hotel rooms at the fucking blue chip and shit. And uh I opened it at the 
at the Christmas party and a bunch of people drank it. And I had a couple of coworkers like, oh, you know what, man? Uh, oh, you said that's your buddy that owns that business, right? I'm like, yeah. They're like, dude, that was really fucking good, man. Uh, tell him I'll take a couple bottles. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. It's fun uh, to try <laughs> to explain how these things work. And it, you to know what? To, to people who don't understand. You know what it's I mean? It's like and I'm comical, sure the... but like understandable because you're like, yeah. yeah, they don't get it. But hey, at the uh, same time, you're like. <laughs> tell, uh, next time you see him, tell him I'll take like four of those uh, holiday bottles. Mm-hmm. Like, what, are, um, what are those about 10 15 bucks a piece yeah right. they come in a four I'll pack you some right? cash they come in a four pack. <laughs> i'll throw you some cash yeah it's uh they, they make that in a magnum they make <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean the moral of that is it's, it's just just be transparent with your members and everything will be okay if if something's delayed or is going to take some time just have that conversation with them so it's not a surprise to them that they're yeah you know otherwise it, they it took from our first release it took just over six months from the first release to the second because it just okay. there was some hurdles in there the website stuff i mean it, it slowed us down a lot but now that it's over with like we can get back to what you know what we really were trying to do is make liquid you know and that's that's what we've been doing it's just filling tanks bought a couple new tanks i mean we're just hammering away so Aaron, where are you guys located at like where's your actual our location? production facility is currently in st john it's in st we don't john. know if okay. it'll be there in st john forever um I would love to see it closer to home for me, which is Hobart, but uh, okay. we'll see. Aaron is Mr. Hobart. Yeah. He is like, I, I feel like they should give you the key to the city. Mr. <laughs> Hobart. It's distinguished. I like it. It is distinguished. Yeah. I know. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I've got some stuff in the works that I can't speak on now. Um, my business partner, Jeff, and I have got some conversations to have and some planning to do to see what the, the next big move is, but I've got my eye on some things, and... Uh, I can say I'm working on a plan to physically give people to come sit down and have a drink oh, um, <laughs> without overextending ourselves and uh, committing to having a, you know, hours on the door every day of the week, you know, but Thanks. still for on occasion, you know, maybe once a month or something like that, open it up and let people come in and have some drinks. So we'll see. I'm not going anywhere. I signed a three-year lease. <laughs> just, I'm uh, stuck here. We just I'm stuck in Griffith, Indiana. We've seen recently with what, like Pips? Pips has kind of done that, dabbling in this kind of thought of like being able to come sit down, right? Was it Pips recently? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah, they just, yeah they do like an invite they, thing. Right. It's like small blocks of time on certain days, and you could get an order or sign up online, right? That I, shit think, I think it was like a, a like lot. That. Of, it's yeah, gone. It was gone like, in an instant. It was just gone. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's a pretty cool concept. Um, I'm not sure how we'll do it, you know, quite yet. But I would like to have a production facility that we could occasionally open up and invite, like maybe a food truck or even a band or something like that to come for a yeah, day out of the month or something. Limited like hours yeah. where you're producing, you know, maybe three out of seven. Because right now, open for. we we really need to be focusing on making products. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so it's yeah. well. That was really no time for anything else right that now. That was seriously my thing. I don't even know how the hell I would ever would have even opened a tab. Like the, just trying to produce With beer. Because like our, you know, our our game plan. Luckily for me, like mead just just so time consuming and like to turn to turn around a mead. Like I I don't know. What that the was fuck the first bit of educating we had to do. I'm it's not like, joking. Hey, this shit takes license, six fucking months. You yeah, know we got our license. We got. Uh, the memberships and we started making product right then and there and i'll be damned it wasn't like a month later people were like where's our bottles like, yeah, we paid you money for them. i'm like i'll give them to you now but you're gonna be very disappointed yeah. <laughs> if you let me bottle you're it i'm not for gonna you like now. it example so like, i mean luckily t- this triple berry we're drinking took right. a year you know it's just how long it took 
I can't rush it. It's It'll worth be done every when it's done. second. Every fucking second. I think second. that one will age well yeah. too. I think it's going to continue to improve. But how would it get bad? I mean, I couldn't even fathom a situation like that. Oxidation, like. oxidation um, is a big one. That can and what, what happens? The the, the 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 cork gives like like the, the not even that pressure, like, like certain, the, so. This particular bottle has a synthetic cork that's rated, I think, for twelve years, so it should be okay, assuming it was, you know, the corking machine and all that put it in, right, put it in properly. Correctly. Um, meads with like adjuncts, um, those can fall off, and they can actually turn out to be quite messy. Sometimes we're familiar with that in the beer world, Joe. Oh, we know that. You know how it is. Yeah, that's right. That's what's hilarious about like the beer, the whole craft scene. Like, I got this coveted stout. I'm going to save it for six years. I'm going to yeah. fucking sit And on then it. I'm going to tell everybody how disappointed I was in it when yeah, I finally opened it. 100%. You know? Number one thing in beer so right now. Because I'm we're sitting on this coffee stout and yeah. then tell everybody how green peppery it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, shut the fuck up. Drink the coffee stout. Just, just drink the coffee stout. Uh-huh. I, I, don't, I won't say with who yet until after we've actually physically um, finished the product, but we're doing a, a fruited coffee and vanilla mead. Um, that I have to, in a collaboration with a, a brewery from out west. But I'll be, you know, I'm gonna have to educate people. Like you know, guys know what happens with coffee when yeah, you just like coffee will go to shit like, really, really quick. Drink yes. it, please. Mm, yeah. There's this misconception. I think it's somewhat of a misconception that meat is wine, therefore all of it's going to age and improve like beautifully. That's a roll of the dice, like anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, and then most wines out there, if you look at wines, they're not meant to age. You know, so. Uh, sure, you can hang on to them for a year or so, but um, we bottle them roughly when we think they're drinking really good. You know, had, and, and knowing had, there's a little more room. I've had that conversation with uh, Sean Burns a number of times, like, and he's very adamant about like, just, just, just I'm giving it to beer. you when it's when it's, it's ready to drink. There it, are it, other it, mead makers out there though that sell certain meads that you're. They tell you age yeah. these, like age these for literally five years and then drink it. For, I think that's cool. That's a cool concept. Yeah. It doesn't take up a lot of room in your house, so why yeah. not? But for me, it's just me personally. I'm like, well, why don't you age it for five years and then sell it to me? <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, Put this in your studio apartment in the corner closet that gets like so, really hot. So and speaking weird. of uh, collaborations, oh, oh yeah, that's right. We have one. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we uh, we so made a the largest batch. So this ever. is yeah, currently the largest, largest batch ever. <laughs> ever. So. Again, so Justin obviously took a lot of inspiration from like the Florida Weiss thing. Um, I've again, we already had this conversation. Um, Wakefield's DFPF is just incredible. It's amazing. Um, Justin's Indiana version of it is equally as incredible. So we decided, why not try to make a dragon fruit, passion fruit mead? Um, we have a lot of like again, a lot of support in Florida, and it just made sense. It was like, why not? Realistic, you know, let's put this one together. So we we actually made it for Munster Ale Fest last year. We made year. like a, 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 a test batch, a, test, a lower ABV. Um, it was a, it was more of a session mead. Um, it was a good fest mead. It was a good fest. You know what? Like I don't even feel like that mead that we took last year will be even close to. It's what not going to be even close. It's not even we, close to what we're doing this year. But right even that shadow of what we're making right now. Was a huge hit at that festival last yeah. year. People went. I was getting nuts. emails nonstop. Like, what was that hot pink thing? What the hell was that hot pink I fucking color, man? And there were people coming back like, "This is my favorite liquid at this whole fucking thing." You know what I mean? So like, it, it went over really well. This one's gonna be way bigger. Yeah. So it's bigger. Um, we upped the ABV. It actually just got done fermenting. I don't recall exactly, but I think we're around thirteen or fourteen percent on that one too. Um, 
and it should be available to our members if I had to estimate within his three, his, four-ish months. His members, to be clear. His members. Not Viking artisans. Not Viking. I've there's some crossover, though. There's whatever. some cross. There's definitely some crossover there. So Yeah, I'll be I'll be begging Justin for like We're going to, uh, to share one. pull a I'm a Boneflower member, so, and I won't need those. Uh, I, got, I got you, Joe. I got we, you. Uh, I, I get allotments. I think we've committed to pulling a couple kegs for a couple uh, special events and tappings with when, it, too. When will that so. be done? I don't want to rush it. But well, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping but we'll have a completely polished, finished, ready to go package product in four months. Okay. Um, Missed it by a lot. One target date in mind, but missed it by. It could be done sooner. It could be done sooner. I mean, no, we, no, we've got this batch soon. kind of figured out now. Let's but, make uh, that thing the best possible thing it can be. But it will be. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a really fun meet. I, I, I loved it. Yeah. The way it was before, I can only imagine, you know, it being as big as it is this time. Yeah. And and us actually, you know, and it, it and even the last time, you know, we we worked on it, but like just being able to have the time for this one, you know, being able to take our time and really yeah, dial, even dial we, it in, right? Even after we uh, supplied that keg to that fest, when it went over really well, Justin and I played with it again after that, you yeah, know, and kept adjusting and yeah, you hit it with like a little bit of lactic acid, and I think that like turned right. I think it was like lactic acid or something like that, that or malic or something, malic or something something like that. It but it was a little, it just needed a little bit more acidity to it, and it just changed it. I mean, it took it to a whole nother level to the point where and like even this batch, we'll see what happens. I mean, um, we know what the base roughly will taste like, but it's got room to do whatever we need with it yeah. to make it taste awesome. Just play so. with it. It's it's gonna be good, man. Like the that last one, uh, after we played with it a little bit with the acid adjustments, uh, took that one to like a family party, and like I have family who doesn't even drink any of that shit. And they, my, I think my aunt Martha drank it and was like, "What the fuck is that? That's delicious." Oh watch your mouth, Aunt Martha. Yeah, right. <laughs> if you knew my aunt Martha, yes, that yeah. is that's, that's par for that's par for the course. Standard yeah. talk right there. <laughs> Yeah, she is a potty mouth. Uh, so yeah, that's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to. It's gonna be fun. I mean, and there's we're not also, a lot of meads like that out. So I'm curious to see what the people will think. I mean, that's really what I'm most after yeah. is just seeing what people are gonna think about something like that. So an hour and a half into talking to you guys, I, I feel like I should ask, like, how did the hell did you guys two even come together and become friends? You know what? So, it was random as shit. It was very random. Uh, um, another person. <laughs> won one of my giveaway bottles and yep. brought you along. And, and he, he asked him, he was like, hey, I need to come pick up my bottles. <clears throat> my buddy's open in a brewery. He brews beer locally. Uh, would you mind if he came with me? And buddy hit me up and was like, hey, man, like I'm going over. This dude makes mead over in Hobart, and I won something. You want to go over there? We're going to crack some beers and hang out. Justin and rolls in. He's like, anybody want a BBT? <laughs> like starts cracking oh, all yeah. these like huge that bottles. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Corey King is the worst. Yeah, right? So, yeah, I mean, you know what? Went over there and just like, I don't know. Me and Aaron just have, it's 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 actually kind of weird. We just had like everything in the world in common. Did somebody like, stand up and go, is that batch one or is that batch two? Uh, I wasn't cool enough for batch two. Batch, and so, you know what? At the time, batch two wasn't even out. Like, no. if it's batch one, get the fuck out of get here. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Get that no, it was, shit. Uh, yeah, we, we met essentially through the craft scene. Yeah, and, uh, and started fucking pounding fucking beers. And, and like, kicking it since and... Uh, you know what? It's it's you you bond pretty quick when you're like two two dudes like metalheads like fucking you know blue collar blue collar both have both going. have daughters that are relatively close to the same age yeah. like 
And then like two guys trying to open a business in the craft scene within like 20 minutes of each other. Like it's, yeah, you know, I still say the dream spot is a build like a large building split in half and Viking on one side and meadery inside on cider on the other side, you know, with a common hangout area. One stop shop. uh, What's that little district breweries, you know, they got those three breweries in Chicago just did that. Oh Uh, yeah. 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 You know what? Yeah. uh, It's uh, around the bend bulldog and uh, one other, uh, one other one. Uh, My buddy just sent me pictures that he was just there the other day. He said it was really cool. He said it was a little confusing. It's a cool place. And look, visually, it looks great. Yeah, and then they have like a homebrew corner or something like that. I don't know. That could be right. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But I'm saying like that. But idea yeah, that is, idea. That's yeah. not a terrible idea. That's at not all. a terrible uh, idea. You know what I mean? Especially when it's like two different things. You know, in yeah. one spot. Well, how cool would that be? Like, let's go to the meadery. Well, it's, I don't drink me. Well, there's a. a well, the, yeah. It's attached crossing to it. You can, yeah, you can just walk through over it heavily, right? Yeah, now. you walk through a fucking door and you can go have some other some beer. It's shocking the amount of people like we we offer mead pours now. I've crafted like you can. Yeah, I mean you almost have you almost have to at this point. Of anything, <clears throat> misbehaving, superstition, like wild wild blossom. Like you can do you can do all that. Like yeah, it's it's crazy. I, they they fit together pretty well at this point. You know what they do, and it's sad that you guys have to be separate from us as far as like everything, like le- legalities. Other states can get away with it. You can do it all under one roof, but not in Indiana. Maybe that'll yeah, change one day. I remember yeah. talking to Aaron like right when I was when I was looking to Gypsy Brew. I'm like, oh well, like maybe I can uh, maybe I can brew out of like your space. We were gonna over try there to the, figure it out. We were gonna try you. and figure it out, and then it was like, oh, you got to build a partition wall. There needs to be separate entrances and exits, and I was like, oh, so I need to have a completely separate building. Yes. Like, so you're acting, you're asking <laughs> us to just completely erect. <laughs> a gigantic new build. You just want us to make a new building. Yeah, you guys can like, oh, be together, but totally separate. Yeah, Winkling. exactly. Like, oh yeah, you can brew yeah. with him, just not at all. One mm-hmm. thing that we've got our eyes on is it's looking like it's going to pass and take effect at the beginning of the year. Is breweries can self-distro, but yeah. we can't, which sucks because working with most distribution companies, oh, like I just need to get a keg, like a keg here and there to yeah. an event, you know, mm-hmm. and they're like, "You're not worth our time," you know, like it's just not worth it to them. So. If we could start self-destroying, that would be huge for How me. are you doing it now? Not. You, you get temporary. Like for festivals, like you have to sign on with a temporary agreement. And I feel like Maca does that for people. Like Al, Al and that crew. I don't know if you ever talked to them. but I they, not. Al, Al, AJ Maca, they, they, seem, they brought in like everybody from Mike's Fest, really. They brought in like Well Works, everybody. You know, they, they, they brought in a bunch of shit, I wonder. Because they were talking. They didn't even charge Send me some contacts info if you yeah, got it. I got them. I got them. They're they're good dudes. They're like about the beer, you know. They're about the the industry, but they do a lot. They brought superstition and they brought Garage East and they brought and yep. I, you know, they're the ones that kind of brought the stuff to market for Chicago folks. But yeah, they they're doing a good job with that kind of stuff. Some of the adventure out too. Um, Self distro is definitely very convenient. It's easier <coughs> for me right now to self distro in Illinois than. You know what I mean? That yeah, it is in yeah. our state. So it's like, come on, let's fix that. Well, just being able to, like, all these local accounts that I have, you know what I mean? Like, I got be a brew. I just want to be able to, like, drop my keg off. Just you be, know? Yeah, exactly. And, like, and that no, just be it. Totally. Like, can oh. you do it in Illinois, though? Like, yeah. you can, yeah. you can like, actually. You do pay it the, f- it's like 250 bucks. <laughs> I think we can start just doing it over in Illinois. hilarious. Yep. <laughs> So we'll, we'll see. There's, we there got a lot archaic, going on this year. Next year's going to be totally different. Liquor laws. Yeah. It's, everything's going to change. I mean, Indiana's so archaic, man. It We're is. just so... Right. I mean, we it's we gonna, literally just started selling beer on Sundays yeah. like a year or two ago. <laughs> so, I mean, talk about behind the times, you know. 
not yeah. not not ditching not, or not you know dogging on Indiana. Indiana rules. Indiana rules. Yeah, no shit. It's Indiana cool. was such a pleasure to work with when we were getting our licensing. They like wanted us to help. They're like, yeah, this is what you got to do. It's I have badass. heard it has not been um, as easy in neighboring states to us. So. I've I legit I've had this conversation with Aaron about making Viking shirts that legit say Indiana doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> Because it doesn't. Because it, cause it, cause it, it doesn't. Indiana doesn't suck, believe it or not. I know everyone thinks there's just corn here, but. No, there's cool stuff here. There's cool, there's cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's here. cool stuff here. We got cool stuff in Indiana. Yeah. Oh. And you know what? Northwest Indiana may. Oh, man. I feel like I feel like such a douchebag saying this. Like, Northwest Indiana may as well be Chicago. I mean, we're in Chicago Craigslist. We're, Chicago a we're in Chicago's there's Craigslist. A there's a reason that the trains Indiana drop you from, off. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The fucking South Shore. Yeah. There's also a reason that our population is growing insane over here because people are leaving Indiana. Yeah, yeah. that's a that's a true statement. It's time. getting it's getting crazy. Well, I rep Indiana, Illinois but I'm always sh- getting suckier every day. It right? is, and you know what? I'm a lot of I've been I'm Chicago Southside Chicago born and raised for 36 years. So, but Indiana's just nice, man. <laughs> I can't, you know, I can't. Uh, I wish I could live in Chicago. I just can't afford it anymore, yeah. man. Well, I mean, with guys like you guys bringing the beer scene with the, you know, three Floyds laying the pavement down and, yep. and laying windmill the pavement down. and fucking, you know, windmills is great. Younger breweries, devil's trumpet. And like there's, there's a lot of shit over here. And then you got Clint over at misbehaving, obviously Boneflower. Tony, man, if you Tony, 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 I've had, Keith. I've had two things from them. And I liked both. Oh, Dude. Tony they saved their ass Tony. today. They needed a piece of equipment. One of ours crapped out, and they're like, "Yeah, come on by." That's fucking awesome. Tony that kills collaborative there, state, man. man. I like that collaborativeness. In uh, I think within three weeks you'll see an announcement for release for the big collaboration meet we did with Matt. Yeah, speaking of so people keep asking, uh, "Dope, where can I get Boneflower? Where can I get Boneflower? Well, this is the closest you can get it. We made a massive, huge, thick." 16 percent it's fucking delicious um, dude it's so damn good you can't taste any bit of that 16 percent it's, it's just uh, delicious it's black currants black raspberries marion berries don't go on that's all you need vanilla beans <laughs> and vanilla vermont beans? maple syrup yeah that's yeah. all you need but vermont also a good state <laughs> also also <laughs> we're just gonna go ahead and rattle state. off let's the next just, yeah, all the cool states about all the states that don't suck. that's for the that's the next hour well aaron you gotta bounce out of here man Pre- i do i appreciate aaron's, you sitting aaron's in bouncing. there I didn't realize I was actually even sitting in and hanging out, but this was cool. Yeah, was we kind of just me. lured you in. <laughs> I, see see I knew. You, hey, said, you, at least, at least you, you walked in, alcohol. you're like, hey, hey, why is that third microphone there? That doesn't seem right. Aaron's like my savior because I hate public speaking. So I'm like, yo, dude. What he's trying to say is Aaron likes to hear Aaron himself talk. Aaron likes to hear himself <laughs> talk. That's not true. Aaron likes yeah. to talk. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, I need you to bail me out. Well, I think, it, well, I mean, I caught a bonus here because, I mean, I know people want to hear about Viking because I have people asking me all the time about it. And yep. you and I have talked for months now and I'm glad yep. we're doing it. But but I know Boneflower, like for my radar, has just been like constant now. Oh, it's yeah. Like, I think Wakefest might have been one of the early times I caught wind of you, and I was kind of. Wakefest was an awesome opportunity for us, and it was a huge push for the brand. I mean, people know you guys now everywhere. I mean, uh, yeah, all the, all the groups, all the Chicago beer groups, everybody like that's that's part of the conversation now. So now it's not just you know like releasing trance. six months and like one of the staples of the mead community. It's fucking wild, man. So so real quick before you before you sure. go, when when did you when was like the whole thing born? Like when was the idea, the thought? The, the first meads born. So, you know, we've only been making mead for, you know, really a couple of years now, but um, the first stuff that, you know, we, we call like a, a real mead that was, you know, 
it was probably starts with cherry apple inception it's kind of why we named it that i mean it was like the first um i still have that bottle the first time we were <laughs> what's that timeline like 2017 yeah. <laughs> Your face. Yeah. She's like, no, don't have that bottle anymore. Uh, don't. Do yeah. That. We learned a few things about, uh, well, again, we were just making it, putting it in bottles, thinking we we're just going to give it to our friends, you know? So it, was, it has sentimental value, Remy. Yeah. See? Still see, okay. you it's still have one too. Yeah, see? But yeah, like 2017. Oh, shit. So, what about you? Same thing? Like, you, if you guys need to get out, don't worry about it. You can oh, crawl out of here. It doesn't uh, hurt for the me, audio dude, or anything. Like, honestly, just push I'd, Justin over on your yeah, way just, out. Yeah, just knock me over. It's fine. Um, Dude, I started making beer that my girlfriend would drink. That's it. Like we were that living. That was the goal. That was the like, fucking goal, man. This she, girl to drink dude, some so beer. She, like, so she hated craft beer. So I hope you're listening, sweetie. I love uh, you. <laughs> so like it, at the at that time, it was like every now and then I would open something with her, and she would like it, and I started to notice that it was really just like Florida style sours. You know what I mean? Like she liked the really fruity stuff that wasn't like too acidic. You know what I mean? Just really fruit forward. So I was like, all right, you know, like I'm going to try and make these things. You know, I had been homebrewing with a couple buddies. Um, my buddy Tim Abel was there, you know, uh, or the buddy Neto. And, uh, you know, we were just brewing like fucking just like shitty stouts <laughs> and like IP. And they were, you know what I mean? They were extract kits and shit yeah, like yeah. that. You know what I mean? That whole starter thing. And we were brewing all that stuff and, you know, like I talked with my buddy and and I was like, and, you know, I was like, all right, what are you brewing next? And he's like, uh, you know, I think we're going to do this. I'm like, man, like I, I'd really like to just kind of brew the same thing just so we can actually get good at brewing something. You know yeah. what I mean? He's like, oh, well, I'd really like to experiment. I'm like, well, I think I just really want to like focus on something. And I was like, all right, well, I think maybe it's time I start just like brewing myself. So <clears throat> had a house in Highland and honestly started making little two gallon batches of Berliner and I, dude, I sat like fucking YouTube, man. I'm not even gonna lie. Yes, dude. Like so nobody taught me how to brew. I didn't like have brewer friends who were like, Oh yeah, you do this. Like, Oh, you need me to show you how to do this. Tips like no and tricks. Dude. I sat in my front room for fucking weeks watching YouTube videos and just like piecing shit together yeah. to the point where I felt comfortable enough to like take a stab at it and like I didn't even fuck around like I just went straight into all grain. Like, yeah, oh yeah. Sometimes yeah, I mean, you like, just gotta dive, right? I mean, like we had done the extract kits with my buddy and I was like, you know, like it it just doesn't feel like it's gonna work for this and I just said, you know what, fuck it. Like everybody's talking about like the real deal all grain. Like, mm -hmm. oh fuck it. I don't wanna be a sissy, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I just dove in and the first one that I made, you know, surprisingly I did it and uh amanda at the time she came home from work and i was like babe like uh this beer's ready i really want you to try it and she was like Ugh. you know what i mean <laughs> she had been dealing with my craft beer nerdy shit for fucking years at that point like i was deep in the game man like yeah. trading and fucking like i would call her from work and tell her, like babe cherry truffle abduction just dropped the capones you got to go get me a bottle and she was like, yeah. And she would do no bullshit like soldier, man. She would just drive all the way to the city from fucking Northwest Indiana, yeah. drive all the way to the city. And she would go to Capone's and she would get me my cherry truffle abduction, man. So like she was a soldier. She hated the shit, woman. but, but yeah, she, uh, she tried it and she was like, oh my gosh. She goes, you know what? This is actually good. <laughs> And I'm like, what the, the actually fuck do you mean? Good. Like, actually good. I um, love she, that. I'm like, it's actually good. She goes. I was seriously like I mentally prepared myself to crush mm -hmm. you. 
Yeah. Like I mentally prepared myself to tell you this was fucking terrible. Be real honest with this. But you know, right you know now. what? It came out really good. Like it was just a base Berliner, and you know, it had like that, like you know, crisp, like lemony, like tart. You know, it was almost like sour lemonade. Yeah. Oh. And then just worked my way up from that, man. Like threw a pound of fucking Washington cherries in one, which was fucking off. It wasn't great. <laughs> it was not good. I was like, oh, like at the time, great. like I didn't know shit about shit. I was like, oh, you just go to the grocery store, you buy some fucking fruits, you throw them in the damn thing. No, it doesn't work like that. Boom, I'm Jonathan Wakefield. Boom, yeah, yeah right? Exactly. Nope. Nailed it. Nope, it didn't work like that. So like I did. I, enthusiast. Really good at what he I, I did, dude, at the time, like. Oh man, if it just like lets you know how small a fucking operate. Like I was brewing on my fucking electric cooktop in my kitchen. Of course, yeah. yeah. And like running the fucking kettle back to my utility sink in the laundry room. Boiling and, like, over ice, and shit. Putting like uh, ice in there and just letting it like I'm like stirring it in a fucking ice bath. You know what I mean? It was fucking pretty uh, archaic, man. But uh, yeah, man, it just uh, it, it eventually grew from there. You know, I did the one pound of fruit per gallon in the first couple batches. People tried it. They said they liked it, but it just they didn't have enough fruit. And I'm like, all right, well, you know what? I'm just going to fucking pound this thing. I'm just going to go three pounds. And like, that's where I'm at now. Most of the stuff I do that's like real fresh fruit that I'm processing myself is about three pounds of fruit per gallon. That's where, you know, I know a lot of people that have jumped on the Viking bandwagon in the past year or so, or, you know, they're all into the Green Jolly Ranchers and the, you know, the... The blue gator, the blue frost Gatorades, that and blue Gatorade though. That blue Gatorade. You know what? It's fucking tasty, man. Yeah, it's a good fucking I'm beer. But you. you know, like the people who are around from like the inception of the whole thing, like they were around for all the fresh fruit stuff. You know, when I was doing, you know, the pineapple and raspberry marshmallow and blueberry marshmallow and stuff like that, where I was, you know, I'm processing all the fruit myself and letting it secondary out for a month, maybe a month and a half. Like I haven't, I actually haven't really done one of those in a while, but they're they're, they're coming. They're coming. I like, I like the marshmallow ones. Right. One of the right. one of the first releases, or you know, one of the first few releases should be the raspberry marshmallow. That's actually my favorite beer that I make right now. Dude, make that happen. It's <laughs> it's pretty fucking tasty. I don't I don't like to toot my own horn, but I really like that fucking beer. It's really similar to so like and you know I'm not hiding it. I feel like some people try to call me out about it at some point about making beers that already exist through like buy other big breweries, you know, like doing the passion fruit, dragon fruit and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, I don't hide that. You know what I mean? Like Wakefield makes that beer once a year. He's in Florida. I'm outside of his footprint. Like realistically, <clears throat> there's no way regular beer drinkers in Northwest Indiana are ever going to try that beer in a million years. If I don't make the it the vast majority, the vast majority. So like, you know, it, it, I, I tell people all the time, like if, you know, if he made that beer regularly and he distroed it here, I'd never make that beer. But, you know, I feel like people from my neck of the woods should have the opportunity to try something like that because it's a great fucking beer, man. A lot of the stories <clears throat> told on this podcast, uh, you know, of how how did you start type type stories end up being like, I was tired of trading for this. I was tired of trading for it. I was tired of, of, tired of trading for, for I, like, I really love Florida-style sours, man, and, like, they get fucking expensive, man. You're buying those Miami Madnesses for 80, 100 bucks at a pop, you know oh, what I mean? It's the same for us. I mean, we, we fell, fell in love with Shram-style mead, and at the time, you couldn't at really At the time, get, you couldn't get Shrams. You couldn't, you couldn't get Shrams, and... Misbehaven wasn't making meads necessarily of that style right. at the time, you know. So it was like, um, let's just try to make it. <laughs> so yeah, we did. I mean, it's just 
necessity is the mother of invention, yeah. man. I mean, yeah. it's, that's, that's it. That's you know what I mean? Like when you really, really need, yeah. when you need something, like you have no fucking choice, you got to make the shit yourself. You I know what I mean? classify 90% of the conversations <clears throat> had on this podcast about getting your start. It's a yeah. the, you know, necessity. Is so like, mother you know, we, we do, we do beers, you know, that other breweries, you know what I mean? Like our, the, the raspberry marshmallow that we do, you know, was inspired by, you know, my buddies over at Angry Chair. You know, they do that red puffs. Um, which is essentially delicious. It's fucking delicious. <laughs> delicious. It's delicious. I love that fucking beer. You know what I mean? That was, that was really what like kind of catapulted the whole fucking marshmallow thing. Like I, um, purple puffs. Yep. Like I remember going to the anger chair festival, like one of the first ones that they did. Um, and they had purple puffs and red puffs on and that shit blew my mind, man. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck is that? Again, Holy brought to you by Florida. Holy <laughs> shit, right? All yeah, the this, craziest shit happens in all Florida. All the craziest shit, dude. Like, uh, the craziest news stories, the craziest beers. They all everything. They Florida. just own it. Yeah, Florida fucking owns the country right now, man. But yeah, they re- they really inspired me to do those things. And, you know, I wanted, I wanted the people in this area. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people in this area that aren't beer geeks the way that I am or you are, you know, Aaron, how dare or, you? or, or, or how, how fucking dare, dare yeah, you fucking step up your fucking oh. game. You want to try this shit. Yeah. But like, I want to be able to have people try that type of stuff. You know what I mean? Like they're never going to try DFPF. <clears throat> like my cousin and his friends who fucking live out here and they go to local bars. They're never going to try DFPF, but you know, I brewed my version of it and they tried it, you know, and they, they fell in love with it. You know what I mean? They fucking love that shit, you know, and they never would have known that otherwise. So, you know, I've, I have no shame making, you know, beers that are, you know, similar in taste or style to, to other areas or other breweries. You know, we got our own stick too. Well, yeah. Then you were generous enough to get one to me. And then, you know, I told you it smelled like cheese. Yeah. And, yeah. You and, told and me it's, yeah. You told me it smelled like cheese. Thanks to, Joe. we fought. You know, I was <laughs> like, yeah. We figured it out. Broke, you broke we heart. figured it out, broke though. Heart that day, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I think we figured something out. We figured day, right? something out. No, that was good. You texted you know me what? like a week later, and we're like, hey, you know what? I found that. I was like, thank God. <laughs> thank God. I was like, you know what? Like, I like this Joe guy. He's uh, he's actually honest with me instead of just. That's you know, how you get into that upper tier, that advice group that uh, Aaron talked about earlier. You know, yeah. yeah. You know what? I know this. Uh, Tell some shit. I know this. I know this dude. I won't say. I won't say his name. He's from. Uh, he's from out of the country. He's from uh, Belgium. And uh, he told me when he was in town for Dark Lord Day, he's like, you know, when you go meet these brewers, you have to insult them. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, you got to insult them because they'll respect you. Oh, did you I do was it? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> did you, do you know what though? Like, I, and I, at first I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what? No, don't, don't do that. Don't go it's insulting. Like directions on just how to be a yeah. dick. Yeah. Don't, don't go like insulting you people. You want to get the girl? You just be a dick to her. <laughs> and you know what though? That's we, terrible advice. No, no, no. We went places like we went to Goose Island and stuff, and like we met with the guys, and they're like, oh, what do you think of that? And he was like, I mean, I think the body could be a little bit better on it, maybe. A, and he was just like critiquing it, and it was like Subtle. it was almost like they just. After that, they were just like looking for his approval. And I'm like, oh my fucking God, it worked. It worked. I can't ever do that. I can never do that. But kudos to you for figuring that out and having no fucking conscience to go with it. He fucking knew. He knew it was up. He knew it was up. He's like, yeah, he's got to. He's doing Jedi shit. But I will say, like, now when somebody's a dick, I'm like, I'm I'm iffy. Like, are you really a dick or are you just trying to, like, get on my good graces? Yeah, I have a real hard time. I have a real hard time with it. I have to try sometimes. Like when you, you were like, hey. I have to force myself to say things to people. You were like, hey, this smells kind of funny. I was like, 
is he just trying to get in with me? No, that wasn't it. It, was, <laughs> it took a lot for me to send that message. It was like, good. Hey, I'm, was, you know what? I'm glad you did. Joe. I was like, no, 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 I don't even know him that well. I shouldn't be selling him this, but I'm like, what? He's he's starting a new business. That's a big deal. Like maybe if something if he discovers something, like no, help, that was that batch. You know what? We went to run. we went to Tampa Beer Week, and that was when like nothing was set up at the brewery at all. Like we didn't have shit. That was like way early on. That was what March. We didn't have shit in here. I didn't have any way to regulate temperatures. And I had just like a makeshift thing. I was like, all right, I'm going to brew this fucking batch. I'm going to fucking let it ferment while I'm in Tampa for the week. Then I'm going to come back. I'm going to have a batch of beer to fuck around with. And, you know, you know, put a bunch of shit in it and put out a bunch of samples. And the first day we were gone, my fucking heating element went out. And the whole fucking batch fermented in like the high fucking 40s, low 50s. And it just kicked off all kinds of fucking off. It wasn't off flavors. It was just given like a weird fucking nose. I think it was, was like it butyric? butyric, butyric. Was, I think it was like butyric acid or something. It was like I had like a Parmesan cheese kind of fucking thing going on. It's all in the nose. I mean, it was no uh, nothing on the palate. You know what I mean? You didn't get any taste. But unfortunately... You know, a lot of what you taste is through what you smell. So. You were like, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're like, I'm sorry, dude. I was like, I'm, I'm like, so I, sorry. I didn't, I didn't we'll want do that, that to be your first impression. Yeah, exactly. I was like, dude, I was like, uh, I was like, oh, this fucking Joe guy does these fucking cool podcasts, man. He's a fucking cool guy. I, like, I, I poured, and that was like the I, first, the first beer I give this guy is fucking Parmesan cheese. I poured the beer and I was like, I've never seen a color on a beer like that, like in person. Boom, and gorgeous. then immediately followed up with, what does that smell? It was so pretty. It was just like, whoa. It's, that, that it's pretty beer. I mean, is that similar to the color you guys are getting on your collab? That that it was. That you know what? On. That we got that color last. I mean, I mean, I would I would assume it would be the same way. Yeah. I mean, we're still we're actually upping the amount of fruit for this one. So yeah, yeah. that we're visual the amount of fruit. Just, it's the, the dude. The visual on that is huge. The first time we ever did that beer um, was at that low res anniversary party. That was June June ninth, two thousand eighteen, and uh, as soon as we tapped. Like, I didn't want to tap the keg. I was, like, super self-conscious about it. It was, like, sitting in the back. It was the only keg I brought. I was opening <laughs> bottles, of, bottles of shit I was confident in. You know what I mean? And then, like, my brother at the time, he knew he knew it was in the keg. And he was, like, he goes, hey, let me get some of that. I'm, like, I don't think it's cold enough right now. I don't think it's, <laughs> it's I don't think it's cold enough right now. He's, like I, don't, he's like, I don't give a shit. Just give me a fucking pour. I got to leave soon. I'm, like, all right. And I poured it in a glass. And I turned to hand it to him. And we had, like, a line of people. Like, surprisingly, at that fest, we had, like, 40 people in line. Mm-hmm constant until everything kicked cool. but uh i turn around to hand him the glass and i hand it to him and i turn to the first girl in line and she literally like her eyes are like bulging out of her head she goes what the fuck was that uh-huh. i'm like uh, you know what that's a beer that we got it's i don't know if it's cold enough yet i was like i can pour you some if you feel like it's where you want it to. i pour you a little bit if you feel like it's where you want i'll pour you a whole glass and she looks at me she goes just pour me the whole glass. Yes. I was like, oh, okay. And then I, as soon as I poured the whole glass, she turned around, person behind her was like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. And the keg was gone in 20 minutes. Did you guys notice that? I don't know if you walked around Wakefest at all this year, but like at Wakefest. Oh, thank, every, thanks for coming in, oh, Joe. I didn't, didn't go, go, I right. didn't go to that. Hey, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I wasn't no, cool I, enough to go to that I saw one so many people with Troll So Hard in their glass and people were just stopping that them dude, and be like, where did you guys get the green the beer? Where did you that? get the green beer? Where's the green beer at? Like, it's, I mean, I'm not saying that's the best way, but you know, it's, to do things, but it's cool that it's got an effect. It got man. more people to try that beer based on that. Fucking it's got visual. a huge. It shouldn't be the most important thing, but it he, was in that in that instance. It's all part of it. I mean, it is what it is, right? I yeah. mean, it's, that appearance. I mean, yeah, exactly, yeah. dude. When you're like walking through a crowd, or you're walking through like a tap room, you know, when we initially went and met with Evan over at Brewfest, uh, we took six different beers uh, just for him to try. Just you know, 
hoping to get like a dedicated tap line or something like that locally. You know, his we lived in Highland at the time, so like his his bar was really the one we were shooting for. Um, so we took six beers there and we sat down and tried them all with him. But you know, because of legalities, he couldn't just crack our bottles out in the open. Mm-hmm. He had to like go in the back and fucking you know open shit and bring them through the tap room on a tray. Well, he's bringing like the green Jolly Rancher through on a tray, and like everybody in the and it's the like, same thing, the same the effect. Fuck? People are turning like, "What the fuck is that green shit, man?" Like, what you know? And you know, he's stopping, letting people try and like, "What the fuck is that?" You know? So like, yeah, that appearance is definitely uh that's a big one, man. Like the that when you get that lime green out of it, or even like the even like the you know when you get them bright reds and shit. You know what I mean? People are like, "What the fuck?" Like yes. that's not what beer looks like. Beer's not supposed to look like that. It's totally unique, totally like epic for people to see visually. It has that wow factor, you know what I mean? And yeah. and now, is there anything you you want you want to cover like release? I mean, you got your first release coming up. Do you have uh, a date you think, or you want to hold off on? Like, uh, no, date? I've already been pretty vocal. Don't uh, overpromise. I mean, uh, I I've said the twenty eighth. Okay. I have to stick to it. So twenty eighth um, July. Twenty eighth of July, <laughs> the twenty eighth of July, uh-huh. two thousand nineteen. Did, did you announce what that's going to be or no? I have not announced okay. what that's going Keep to slick. be. I'm ca- you know what? I'm. You I'm gotta listen to this podcast. I'm, <laughs> I'm keeping that one tight to the chest. Uh, cool. Maybe cool. Uh, you know what? I'll probably I'll probably post this weekend in the members group about what that release is going to be. Um, we're still flip flopping between one. Or th- there's 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 two there's two choices for us right now. We're really just sort of flip flopping on which one's okay. going to be. Um, yeah. How about for you guys? Do you have anything Boneflower? Like any events that you're going to be at? Anything you're going to be doing? I mean, I know you're just focused on making the fucking mead right now. We're dialing it back right now. So again, just trying to make mead. I think we're on deck for Meadful Things and Outsiders, um, which is a mead and cider fest in Indianapolis, which I think is in August. August. Um, other than that, no. Like I said, we chose not to do the local circuit this year because. I just I really mean, it's, it's time to, to really just focus on yeah we gotta knocking shit out we gotta yeah. start moving here so start moving really we shouldn't say it that we need to keep moving yeah make liquid. i mean we're doing fucking everything right now we're yeah. making as much as we possibly can right now with you know unfortunately i would lo- i would love to just be focusing on beer right now that would be wonderful but oh, i bet that'd be great that would be fucking great i would i would love to not like right like right now i'm like even before you got here i'm like okay like you need to brew this fucking batch you got fucking you know, you got, uh, so we're doing Windmill's anniversary party on the 27th, which is, yeah, day, be- boy. Which is the day before the release. member's release, which is three days before, like, dude, it's just a lot going on. Like, I got, uh, so on the 27th, we're doing... Windmill? Tw- yeah, that's, that's like a jam pack. Like, I have like five days bender going on that one. The 26th, me and some buddies are doing the entire Dark Lord variant 2019 <laughs> thing. The night before the windmill event, so I'm going to be a piece of shit at that thing. Sorry. I'm going to try to get there to make fun of you. Then. Sorry, uh, sorry if you guys try to like talk to me and I just look like I'm fucking in outer space. Yeah, it's because I drank a bunch of Dark Lord the night before. But then, yeah, so we're doing that. 26th, 27th, we're doing windmills anniversary party. 28th, we're doing a member's release. 29th, got a dentist appointment Thir- <laughs> <laughs> you throw Thir- that in there 30th is my birthday oh, so shit. The, yeah that members release is two days before my birthday holiday yeah so instead of uh instead of me going out and having fun on my birthday saturday i'm giving you guys beer so you're you be reading yeah, you're you reading hateful yeah. emails well, exactly good enough yeah bottles. exactly on, on my birthday i'll be listening to people mm-hmm. fucking shit talk me like mm-hmm. what the fuck yeah 
It's Why didn't like, you release a Jolly Rancher that first like one? dog piss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, the dog think, piss. That dog piss gonna, variant. I don't think that's going to happen. I think you're going to be celebrating that day. Let's hope so. Is there anything else you want to cover before we roll out of here? I mean, it's, you know, it's almost 10 o'clock on Tuesday night. You've probably worked three jobs today, so. Uh, Mm -hmm. Shoot, man. You know, shoot. 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 I got got really nothing, man. Viking motherfucking artisan ales. Viking motherfucking. Bone flower meadery? Bone flower craft craft mead. Craft mead company. Bone. Yeah, man. Dude, thank both of you, by the way, for doing this. This is yeah, a, no, thanks this for the cool, surprise man. podcast. Yeah, surprise a badass podcast. little bonus, man. I was like, "Yo, Aaron, why don't you stop by, bro?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> he made it out to be all organic. Yeah, I was like, like Aaron like, has yeah, to I'll stop by. Ramy's uh, like, "Can we get you're food? here?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna be here a little bit." So Ramy's probably starving over there. I can oh, see it in her eyes. So bad. I stopped at Wendy's before I came here. Oh, you just shut up. Dude, Taco Bell was closed. Taco Bell's closed? It said, like, a sign on the door, like, management, like, we were having issues. They were having some sort of issue. Shocking. Taco Bell has there. issues. Yeah, it was some sort of uh, maintenance issue, they called it, on their little homemade sign. They, they ran out of the ingredient that makes you shit yourself. That's a shame. That's a damn shame. That's the part. But that, seriously, thank you, guys. Part. I got to, oh, man, I got to drink really... bone flour. I got to drink pips and all kinds of good stuff and talk about Viking artisan ales. I mean, Pina yeah. colada. That's some pina colada and the lemon yeah. lime Gatorade one. Yeah, all delicious. I wish we, I wish cool we had more fucking shit available. But that's what I'm talking about right there. But you'll get shit next weekend, Joe. I'm not worried about it. You get I it know. to me when you get. To, you get it to your people first. Then this you the, take care of me the when one, you, you know what? I'm chance. not even worried about you. I'm worried about those yeah. people. I mean, I am a member. I did pay my membership, but I will be the last one to complain. Yeah, to you're but you're a special member. I feel like the, we didn't even really talk about that. We didn't. No. No. We like, talked about the, the advisor. You're group. you're the special. Yeah, Aaron has that advisor. We have mm-hmm. the helmsman. Yes. Which is like my special, uh, it's like my special 20 dudes who give me honest feedback. That sounds way tougher than advisors. Fucking helmsman, dog. Helmsman. Yeah, helmsman. we got, I mean, we got, dudes. those are like, like the 6'10 the like blonde. We're, uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't know how it happened, but we got very nautical in that membership program. Like the, the membership is called the ship. You know, I feel nautical. Did, didn't and then like my, my, yeah, my VIPs are helmsmen, which are like the dudes who like ran the ships. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The rest of the membership is the crew. <laughs> I don't know why I went so it's nautical on that thing, but I did. Pastry boys. I got to go with it now. All right. You got the pastry boys in the back. <laughs> my dad was in the Navy. Uh, that's go. all I got. Super nautical. <laughs> yeah, got... we got those three tiers. So it's mm-hmm. a single single membership tier, double membership tier, and then my helmsman, which you guys get special stuff. You guys get like my uh, experimental like stuff. Your toilet wine. To- like the yeah. toilet wine you've been making. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I, you know, what do they call that? What's that? There's like a word. Oh, yeah, I watched that. Jailbirds. Do you watch Jailbirds on Netflix? I don't watch Jailbirds. You know I just talking about? Know, I just know Jailbirds being on the south side of Chicago okay. my whole life. and the, It's a good name, too. I wish I could come up with it right now, what they call the, the, the prison wine. Yes. Okay. It's a great name. And oh, I you know it. who would know this? Abel. Abel. <laughs> <laughs> not because he's, uh, let me clear that up. Not because he's been <laughs> yeah, in right. prison. Abel's like, what the fuck? Not because he, he has been in knows. prison. He just knows He people. just knows things. He just he knows, knows things everything. Like that. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could remember what it's called now. I know it's gonna. You know what? I'm gonna Google it as soon as do we're you, fucking done here. Do you uh, do you name your beers, um, or do you just kind of go with like the flavors that they are? You know what? what? At, Aaron's at, like, do I leave? Do I stay? Yeah, like, get out of the way, Justin. I'm just gonna like rotate. Let so him go. Holding, I'm gonna rotate Aaron, holding out of him hostage. Um, you know what? We we wanted to do the thing Thank initially. You guys. 
where we had like a different name for everyone. Doesn't skip a beat. And uh <laughs> oh, where is <laughs> she? Um, she didn't leave him hanging. Meet you. We yeah, wanted thanks, to do man. the different Appreciate names. In <laughs> I'm like trying to. I'm trying to. Go ahead, have the conversation if yeah. you want. Um, <laughs> they're in the truck, but my keys are in the space. Like on there, the it is. See, it's um, the fly on the wall that yeah. this podcast exactly. can be sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We you know we just have casual conversations. We wanted to do like the cool thing, you know, like the Hidden Springs and the Anger Chair, where like every beer has a different name mm-hmm. and a different fucking. That shit costs money, man. <laughs> oh, surprisingly, shit. it costs money for artistic. Work. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know that. what? So like our our dude, I got so lucky through this whole thing, man. Like every step of the way, like I, I never realized it. You know, and Amanda told me, um, you know, as we were building this thing, all those years I spent as a beer geek, like trading and going to bottle shares and fucking making sure yeah. I brought fucking whales everywhere I fucking went to fucking crack with people pull that dick out exactly just just essentially just walk around with a huge fucking dick you know what i mean slamming it on the Um, table dude like i built all the perfect uh just the perfect relationships with all the perfect people to really put this thing together um so like when i started doing this thing you know i i had made friends with a with a buddy you know he was a lawyer and he was like you know what man like i know you're trying to do this thing i you know I appreciate what you're trying to do. And, and, you know, it's admirable. Like, you know what? I'm going to help you out. I'm going to do your legal work for free. I'm going to, I'm going to submit all your, you know, I'm going to fill out all your paperwork. I'm going to deal with the feds. I'm going to, you know, fill out all your state paperwork and your applications. And I'm going to deal with all this shit and I'm going to be your contact and I'm going to handle it all. And he did all that shit free of cost. And, you know, dude. And it was just like, you know, it's, it's so crazy the way it all ended up happening because, that's how every aspect of everything happened, man. Like I, I made friends with Chad from Little Beaver <clears throat> years ago when he was just still homebrewing, and uh, you know he just came up to me randomly. I want to say it was like the Sour Peach release at New Glarus, and he just walked up and was like, "Hey, man, you want to try my beer?" <laughs> and I like, I'm not even gonna lie, man. Like I turned and like at the time, like maybe kind of a beer snob, like some random dude walking up trying to make me drink his homebrew. I'm like, nah, I'm all right. That's not a whale. I'm like, nah, I'm all right, bro. And I like turn back and start drinking with my friends. Well, my brother, he turned to my brother. He goes, oh, you want to try some, man? And bro's like, oh, yeah, what is it? He goes, oh, it's Liquid Mounds Bar. And that was his fucking big stout. That, that was a whole like, lot of wonderful. whole lot of wonderful it is now, yeah. So back, you know, back at that time, it was still Liquid Mounds Bar. And he pours some of my brother's glass. My brother takes a drink and he goes, oh my fucking God. Starts slapping me in the arm. And I'm like, what? What the fuck do you want? Pretentious dick. Yeah. You and and he's, like, he's like, dude, you need to try this. As soon as I try it, I'm like, oh my fucking God, dude, this is insane. Turn to Chad. Me and Chad became friends after that. I invite, he's, he, he's been out to my house and, you know, we did big bottle shares. We drank fucking whales and shit. And, you know, fast forward a few years later, you know what I mean? I'm opening up a space and Chad was like, hey, man, like, I know you're opening up. I know you need a system. We're getting rid of this system. And, like, I would rather, you know, you, I would rather you have it and build your brand than me sell it to some random for yeah. more money. You know what I mean? So Chad gave me a really, really good price on uh, on that pilot system and we couldn't be happier with that. And just, like, 
then we needed a complete rebrand. And, you know, when it came time for the rebrand, um, my buddy hit me up who, I mean, we were talking earlier about me being a, a fruit booter. <laughs> That's aggressive a, inline skating. That is aggressive inline skating in case anybody doesn't know. I'm not. You know about a Mizu or a I, <laughs> I feel fish like, brain. I feel yeah. like people who don't know what a fruit mm. booter is, yeah. it sounds almost like. It sounds pretty uh, degrading. Yeah. One way or another. Yes. Yeah. It sounds like almost homophobic. Like homophobic at the 90s yeah. era. Yeah. 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 Rollerblading in the 90s. Exactly. Farfig Nugans all day. So like, like <laughs> the unity backside. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Come on now. Dog. So like back in the day, this fucking kid came up to the park and he like started skating with us and he was like 10 years old at the time. And I just like took him under my wing and we skated for years together. I took him to every event I could find. You know what I mean? We went and, you know, skated with all the pros and shit. Fast forward 20 years and he's the art director for 18th street. Um, the best art in Indiana. <laughs> dude, he he fucking kills it, man. He does artwork for... Gorgeous. I mean, dude, he was doing like corporate artwork. You know, he was doing artwork for like major fucking companies like Capri Sun and shit. Like, <laughs> he, was rebra- he was rebranding Capri Sun. Sunny Capri Sun shit, son. But the, no. You know, so like he hit me up. I was like, hey, man, like I heard you need artwork done for your... You know, you need a rebrand for your business. He was like, dude, like you're my homie. I've known you for 20 fucking years. Like I'm just going to hook you up. So it's just been like... Dude, like that whole term, like it takes a village. Like that's what Viking has yeah. been so far. You know what I mean? Like everybody is like pulled together and really just like made this thing happen, man. And I couldn't be happier. It's just been awesome, dude. It's been and awesome to see everybody just sort of like come together and help me build this thing. You know, it's been fun to watch the the kind of uh, organic spreading of the word. You know, like people yeah. just kind of like, oh, I somehow I got a hold of this or somebody opened this when I was at this place. Yeah. And then you got Abel just like wanting to share it with people. And it's like it's just watching it grow and watching more people taste it and watching more people's faces while they taste it. Go, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Like, oh, I see. I see what's going on. It's really on wild. You know what? I'm still like kind of getting used to it. Somebody told yeah. me the other day that like, it's going to get worse once you get those bottles out. Yeah. <sighs> I'm not even more really people. like looking. I, I feel I like I'm not even really looking forward to that. I'm just like such a like. I'm not saying you would be. I'm, I'm like, no, no, no. It's happen. I'm just like you know what? I'm like such a like a quiet, humble dude. Like we, we did that. We did that thing the other day, and they were like talking like, oh, like you could see we were we did that like the two one nine the two one nine thing. So like they had us do this flippy cup fucking tournament. Did thing they? They didn't put them? it up yet. Did they? No, 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 no I, okay. I haven't seen it yet. We'll have to but, figure um, out. That, let me know when they tell you. Uh, maybe if before I put this up, I can put like a tag on the front of it or something. So like they they did they did like a live flippy cup thing with us, yeah, where we like drank Natterdays and shit. But like when they were introducing when they were introducing everybody, they were like Viking Outer Seals. Like you're getting a ton of hype right now. Like you're blowing up local. I'm like. Whoa, like, whoa, what the fuck? Whoa, whoa, slow down, man. Like, no, don't. You're like, am I? It just sounds weird. Yeah, that sounds so fucking weird, right? Is that happening? Well, dude, I tell people all the time, like, I'm so used to, like, being the beer geek. Yeah, yeah, you're It's totally weird. Like, yeah. It's weird. You were the guy at Dark Lord with, like, all the bangers. You were. Yeah. <laughs> you had, like, a little bit of Viking stuff, but you were like, oh, check out all these angry chairs, bitch. Dude, yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly, dude. Like, I don't know. Like, I just have it in my head, like, oh, don't be a fucking. Like, we we, we probably brought close to a case of the Watermelon Jolly Rancher Berliner, uh, which which, did, which awesome. actually, dude, it did really well in that tent, man. There was, like, a was solid amazing. fucking half hour where that tent yes. was fucking blowing up. It was rocking. Abel was standing on top of a table. Oh, yeah. He was up on the like, table. He was wearing a shirt and shit. Yeah. yeah exactly. He's pouring it out for the people. Everybody's cups were like, but, like, I don't know. Like, I just, sir, may I have a pull? Like, 
honestly, like he he pushed me to bring a bunch of our bottles. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm like man, I don't want to be a fucking douche and just like bring our like people are like, like, dude, how am I supposed to bring this double barrel Popinski if I'm bringing all my beer? And yeah, right. room in the cooler. Well, dude, I just think I like I just think to myself like if somebody's like coming over and pouring me SR seventy one, I don't want to be like. Here, bro. Check out this. Try this sweet Berliner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just. Yeah, dude. I made it myself. It didn't feel welcome. fair. So yeah, I, I. You know what? I'm a bottle share etiquette. Look at that. Uh, yeah, I, nice. I got good bottle share etiquette. You know, if somebody's good. cracking whales. I want to be cracking whales. You're cracking man. whales with them. Well, you know, hopefully one day I make whales. Ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. That's ain't all no I'm saying. No laws when you're drinking dude. claws. You know That's what? I'm I wish claws were a thing claws. during Dark Lord Day. I probably right. would fucking probably them. should have pounded some yeah. claws. Probably it's crazy have. how fast that happened, right? Oh my god! Like Dark Lord Day was just not that long it was like ago. Not, not even, and yeah. the claws didn't even exist then. I mean, really, they didn't. I mean, I mean, they probably even, did. They did, but, but nobody. But nobody. But they didn't like blow up. Yeah, exactly. I almost saw no natter days there, man. <laughs> no <laughs> natter days. There was really no natter days there. But yeah, the, that's uh, it's it's a crazy thing that like the. Just kind of, we're gonna we're gonna see a lot quick here because those bottles are gonna get into people's hands and they're gonna get them into other people's hands. And they're gonna well, you're gonna see a lot quick be, just because. I'm gonna throw you know, this over to this. I'm gonna trade my buddy in you know the we, east coast and he's gonna be drinking Viking well, artisan ales. You know ales, what? Like. Sur- surprisingly, our our members are pretty spread out, man. Like oh, I was, wow. you know what? I was actually shocked. So there was like two two areas that I was like shocked the most. Like first, I was shocked. Like we have Canadian fucking members. Oh, that was yeah, that was super weird. That's like wow, you're in another country, man. Mm-hmm. Like you want my beer? That's kind of flattering. Mm-hmm. And then like the most was like to have Florida. Like we have Florida people. Like dude, it all comes back to Florida. I make I make Flo- like realistically, it's called Indiana wise, but like I make Florida wise, man. You just have that there. Yeah, it's all over the place there. It's just there. And you want mine from Indiana? Yeah. Like that was just you can w- just go get it. Yeah, you can <laughs> just go. Like you just go anywhere. You go to Wakefield. You go to Angry Chair. You go to Ellipsis. Fucking Ellipsis. I don't know if you. I don't know nothing about that, dude. You need to follow Ellipsis on fucking okay. Facebook. I'll man. check them out. They're, you know what? They're doing that. I mean, they're just doing that Florida style, that Florida style sour shit, man. We're like, yeah. they're getting ready to do this upcoming week. I feel like I'm plugging in these guys right now. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing this upcoming week. They're doing uh, down this week. Six six, six days. Uh, six days of sours. And it's just like they got all them like. See, it's because you're still a beer nerd. You I haven't am, crossed. Am, you dude, haven't crossed over far enough yet. I like, haven't. Yeah, is, yeah. Do is there a point that I reach where I, I just know, like stop might, plugging yeah, other breweries eventually. and I just only talk about my stuff? Eventually, and, you'll just be talking about White Claws and Natter Days. But okay. <laughs> all right, is that no, when you've reached like that's when complete you reach, beer when you, nerd? When all you're talking about is like, I wish I had a fucking Pilsner. Like, you know what, I, dude? I was going to say that conversation. I was going to say that earlier. Like, I feel like we've hit like veteran status because we go to like. Yeah, we, we go on beer pilsners. vacations and we end up drinking pilsners. Mm-hmm. This lager is so tight. <laughs> You're like, yeah. I feel like that's all the brewers, though, man. Yes, that's that's 100 happening right now. Just about all. Of like, them. I, I remember being like early on in the beer game, like thinking to myself, like, man, these man, it must be so fucking awesome to be fucking Ryan, for, like Ryan from Angry Chair. He probably just he probably just has kegs of barrel aged German chocolate just cupcake in his fucking down kitchen. Chocolate cupcake. All nope. Day. They take fucking pilsners. Yeah, like I have pilsner Urkel, and uh, <laughs> yeah, right. that's, that's all he's drinking. Yep. Yeah, it's fucking wild, man. The whole thing's wild. Well, it's gonna get wilder, man. So let's let's embrace it. Is, I mean, is there anything like I said? You want anything you want to cover before we release twenty eighth? Gonna have something coming out? Are you doing 
12 ounce four pack bottles for for the members or is it like 22 ounce bombers uh, um it'll be 500 milliliter bottles 500 milliliter bottles yeah. 500 milliliter bottles um release on the 28th uh i mean the the, the real goal here you know I, I know the members are anxious you know we're we're trying to get this thing rolling i know and you know unfortunately for our members like you know, Aaron sold his membership when they were ready to roll. Like we, <laughs> we, we, we a little bit of time. You know Damn, what I mean? Like he we, does everything right. We need, yeah. you know what I mean? Like we, we needed, you know, we needed to sell those memberships because we needed to get stuff done. So un unfortunately our members have had to wait a little bit, but I, I can make the promise that, you know, once this thing is rolling, everybody will forget about the time that they spent waiting, which realistically isn't even really a lot of time. I feel like most members have been waiting since March. Um, which is, I mean, it's a few months, but I mean, it, it, it was, you know, we, we tried so much out there right now to distract yourself with. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and we're, we, you know, we, we try to convey the message to them, like, listen, you know, we're a startup and we're, we're just getting this thing rolling. You're getting in on the ground floor or something. So just be patient with us and, you know, we'll, we'll give it to you. But once the, once this ball gets rolling and, uh, you know, I, I think once we get over the speed bump of this first release, you know, our our plan is to have a release every other weekend, so we're we're God looking damn. we're looking to put out a volume of of beer. You know, mm -hmm. we we want to be giving people stuff to crush on a regular basis. Word. You know, you know uh, luckily, <clears throat> luckily the bottle counts are low, so it's not like we're we're asking you guys to spend seventy dollars every other weekend. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like the price the price point's ten dollars uh, ten dollars for a five hundred milliliter bottle. Mm -hmm. So realistically, you know, members who are single members or double members, you're spending ten twenty bucks every other weekend. Yeah, I can deal with that. So it's it's <laughs> it's a, it's, a, it's a it's affordable. It'll be frequent, and uh, you know, I I know I touched on it earlier. I can't say who uh, the person is, but we're in the middle of talking to somebody about coming into Gypsy Brewing, um, which we hope is going to add to the member experience. Um, they do some really really good pastry stouts, barley wines. Um, they also do some pretty damn good sours too. So like that's something else that you know we're. We're, we're hoping we're hoping to structure it in a way where our members would also get right to first refusal for those releases as well. So that just adds to that member experience. We're just, you know, I've, I've been in a lot of memberships in my time. I've been around for a long time. Um, you know, the first thing I wanted to focus on in the membership was just like a, you know, I wanted it to be like a, a like a family experience. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I feel like in a lot of memberships you get this, disconnect between you and the brewers and the owners you know what i mean like you join a membership and realistically you just got some hr person who sends you fucking emails and you buy the beer which is fine i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that you can do but that I, yeah but i wanted something that felt a little bit more you know hands-on um where you know this entire membership you know aaron did indiegogo which was great for him um i personally chose to talk to every individual member and process their memberships personally, individually have a conversation and, you know, get the point across, like, listen, like this isn't just another membership. You know what I mean? Like I have members who talk to me on a regular basis, you know, people who I haven't even really met yet at this point in person, but they reach out to me and they feel comfortable enough to talk to me like, yo, I was just out and we were drinking and I was having this fucking sour, but I had some Starburst before that. And I thought to myself, holy shit, we should like, how cool would it be to have a star, like a pink Starburst Berliner? Strawberry dude. And I'm like, you know what, man? Like, fuck it. I mean, I'll fuck around and make a five gallon yeah. batch of that yeah. just to try it. 
So it's like, I, you know, I, I, I like that, you know, and I like the, you know, I, I like giving my members the opportunity to just really have like a personal relationship with the person that they're investing in. And so. get you a pallet of marshmallows and a whole bunch of fruit, and you're just See, gonna make shit. And just make shit. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, Apparently, people do that. These fucking guys bought that's, all that that's damn That's hilarious. Metal. That that's, was one of the best stories I heard. Dude, it was fucking crazy. Here, I got you this. I it's a little you. creepy, too. It's though. Like, <laughs> make me some meat. Oh, hey, we, we bought you all these little teddy bears. He's, he's probably a big old husky boy, too. Like, <laughs> come, on, like come on, give me some of that meat. Um, but yeah, man. I mean,. I, th- I think it's going to be good, man. I think um, it, I think the membership is good. I think everybody's going to be super happy with their membership. I think so too. We're going to put like out, we're going to put out a ton of volume, and you know the the membership is. Uh, I think everybody's going to feel like they got way 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 more than their money's okay. worth. You know, you figure two two hundred dollars for the single membership with a t shirt, a glass, a bottle opener, a members party with a guest, and uh, yeah, you can give me some more of that. I'll drink that for sure. I'm not even asking. And, you know, like we're looking, we're looking to release, you know, 50 beers throughout the year, you know, and when you tie in, you know, this potential gypsy brewer, I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be something real special. And I think a lot of people who opted out are going to be, uh, they're going to be a little salty because there's going to be some real good stuff coming out of this. Yeah, there's no question when I was, I was in, I was in, man, I'm ready to go. Well, thanks for doing this, first of all. Hopefully, it'll be the first of many. Are we cheersing things? Yeah. Hopefully, it'll be the first of many episodes with with you. You know, we'll we'll have to do one when you're ready to run the tap room open, all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll do like updates. Revisited. Or maybe I'll be like cool enough where I like, maybe I'll be like cool enough in the scene where I could like pop in on some fucking guys. You know what I mean? You don't have to be any cooler than you are. You just pop in. No, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe you're like talking to somebody cool and I come in and they're like, oh, hey, I know him. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just pops in. No. Yeah, Aaron could just like pop in and you know it's not a thing. No, what we're going to have to do is, you know, like one we did an adjunct stout talk the one time with uh and it was Sean uh from Moore at the time and then Brandon Banbury from Hailstorm and Brando from Workforce and I had them on a panel. So we have to do a sour panel. We got to get sour get panel. Nice sour panel. Just talk about it. Just talk about the different methods and the different kind of approaches to them. It's not a lot of options. Pretty, not a lot of options. For that no, you're, you're right. We'll find out. We can scare some shit up. Yeah, we'll round some shit up. I got a couple of them in mind. All right, dude. Well, thanks. We're gonna we're gonna let the people spread the gospel of Viking artisan ales hey, and bonefire bonefire craft meadery. Bonefire craft meadery. Yes, yeah, spread the spread the love. All right, thanks, dude. All right, brother. Cheers. Cheers.